0: actually. And and I, we're on. We're recording. COVID Christ is back. <laughs> now, the COVID kid. We. Cap, I don't, I, Captain COVID. I, I want I, to be Captain COVID. I feel as though it could have been me that gave it to you, but I never tested positive. I don't think so. I got it from the plant. I uh, the, the last podcast we recorded, we hung out. We mm-hmm. had hot dogs. Oh, it was a great time, too. A couple brats, and yeah. then we watched uh, Infinity War. Yeah. And then- We started Endgame. game I think. Yeah, I, com- I finished yeah. in-game. But after you left, my throat started getting a little scratchy, and my head started hurt. Hmm. And then the next morning when I woke up, I had the worst headache I'd ever had in my entire life. I, I couldn't move. I would get up every two hours to take- I never had a fever, though. Mm-hmm. Well, one time I one time it was like 101, but I just got up from being wrapped in blankets and shit. Right, and then I came back five Did you minutes have aches? later. Um, everything hurt, but my head was the my hurt my head hurt so bad that I forgot about it. Then it's else. very possible, but I think there are two viruses going around simultaneously. There's this one flu virus which I thought I had because I I tested I, I took a COVID test the day I start, I felt bad came out negative then though i got fucking punched like i was just like i woke up and it was was my last night at work i was gonna be off for five days and i was like i took i had my three day and then i took two day two vacation days off on top of it i had planned to go see the lady and all that stuff you know what i mean and um i got really sick that day like sinus drainage, all kinds of stuff. But the weird thing about it was, it didn't hit me like like a switch flipped at work. It was literally like somebody was like, "Fine, fine, fine, fine." Boom! You're not fine. You know, it's literally like I can imagine some mad scientist going, "Boop!" Now you're fucked. Yeah. And I started getting drainage, but I had gone upstairs to get some measurements, and I had put my hand in all this dust and stirred it up. That's given me sinus drainage yeah. really bad for It and actually made me feel bad. So I'm sitting there going, well, that's probably what it is. Um, plus, I had my two shots, and I was going to get the booster. The day I got sick is the day I was going to get the booster. Uh. So um, I went to the doctor because everybody, everybody in my camp, you know, mom, yeah, all of them, said, go to the doctor. This is nothing to play around with. We know you're... bowl or whatever and you don't get sick and you've had it before and you've had the bad the, the worst variant and you made it through without any kind of repercussions so I was just like yeah i'll do that and then they gave me the test that's and they gave me the one where they go into your brain yeah the roto-rooter one so and then then the nurse was like guess what congratulations i was like ah fuck you (laughs) were you able to get the results right there yeah it was 15 minutes i got the results that's how how mine went and And i I didn't go deep enough in my nose i felt like i was like right here well the 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 home the home ones are notoriously inaccurate yeah that's, that's because it's there's so much room for error um, and it's a it's an odd timing because you told me you felt like shit right. five days or seven days after I had the worst right the worst day of my entire life right the worst pain I did not eat until midnight and when I ate at midnight I had bread and butter mm-hmm. and I had a Coke Zero and I I stayed in bed literally stayed in bed mm-hmm. didn't turn anything on to listen to or watch until seven in the evening mm-hmm. I'd get up every two hours to take aspirin and take my temperature and my, at one point, my head was hurting so bad that I hoped I would die. I, I, never, got a, <laughs> I never got a headache that bad. Oh, I, The most of what I got, there was a point when I first got it. I knew I had it, but I knew I had gotten the two shots, and even the hospital had been like, you've got the two shots. The booster would have been nice to have, yes, but you'll be okay. You know, just go home, and if it gets worse, blah, blah, blah. So the first few days were great. I'm playing playing video games. I'm hanging out. I'm napping. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to do. Don't have to work. I would have begged to go back to work had it been... Had I I known this was what it was going to be. This just lingering in and out fucking psychological fucking symptoms. You know, like... So fucking depressed. I just wanted to off myself. And so irrational like sometimes i I was completely irrational talking to people like you know what i mean and it wasn't a fever it was just you're so fucking miserable you just get irrational um that's why i'm now i've got the chest pains and the back pains but those are on the downswing those are like what happens at the end what you're talking about being irrational that's why i'm glad i don't live with anybody because i could have been a real prick you know well i mean i don't either but i was talking to people on the phone and stuff my my, my poor mom she was (laughs) i mean she was she was getting the brunt of it and um and she doesn't know how to help and i understand that her hands are tied what is what she's nothing she can do and all these things are bothering my teeth my teeth thing is bothering me all these things are bothering me you know i'm so dehydrated that i can feel it like i feel this much smaller than i usually am because i've got so much less liquid on my body and it de- dehydrates you in general it, it it's one of the symptoms i was barely drinking water i was playing with fire like it, it could have really fucked me up and it didn't and I, now i'm on the you know, I'm on the shady side now. It's, it's I'm done. The next couple of days, it'll be done, you know. And by Thursday, I think I'll be 99% again, you know. That's when I'm getting back in the gym. But you're going to see like a crazy, the way I am, everybody knows how the way I There's going to be a crazy health kick after this. It's going to be like fucking vitamins. Oh, yeah. You know, all the time, fucking. I'll, I'll give you the uh, regimen of vitamins that I take. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got, I've got a fucking, a, a, counter full of vitamins and i was take i was i was taking the vitamin c's like the the small ones but i was chewing them (laughs) it's like fuck it you know taking two of them and a a -a one-a-day flintstone vitamin taking the zinc all that stuff it's the dehydration that got me the most like i can still feel my teeth at the bottom of my lip right there it's really really bothering me actually um i don't think it's permanent it shouldn't be but i think once i finally get rehydrated and stuff again i'll be okay you see fighters with that type of thing happening all the time where they have to cut weight yeah the thing you're talking about with your gums yeah like their gums draw back from their teeth yeah. um that will but it was like like i said at first it, it's been a tale of two a tale of two diseases a <laughs> tale of two COVID. yeah tale of two covids. the first one was i played um i beat obsessively Ghost of Tsushima. Beat fucking everything. Found everything. 100%. I was climbing shrines that are ridiculous. You have to throw a fucking grappling hook over and, and work your way around it and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, fuck it. I got nothing but time. So I'm sitting there doing it. You know what I mean? Feverish. Just, you know, killing killing Mongols. Like, like really getting into it. Like Because by the end, they start to get scared of your very... Of your very presence, yeah. Your, because you become you become the ghost. Your reputation and then they run. Itself. Like you can slit, you can cut one of the captain's heads off, and everybody will run. And then you have to chase them down. So I was chasing down and killing these motherfuckers out of spite because of fucking COVID. I'm like, nah, this is what's happening now. You know, <laughs> one dead Mongol, another dead Mongol. You're not getting away. Another dead Mongol. You know, <laughs> killing their dogs, throwing fucking canai at their fucking eagles. You don't have to kill the eagles. I was killing them anyway. Um i love that that game was like a lifesaver through the whole thing because it kept me sane but then i went down this whole japanese kick and i started <laughs> then i f- for some reason thought that i'd watch the uh the the canon ninja movies yeah starts with american ninja no or- it starts with uh, enter the ninja enter the ninja. starring franco nero which is one of the biggest pieces of shit apparently minneham golem and the other globus guy thought that philippines equals japan i don't i don't understand that i mean i guess they're they share an ethnic branch or something but it's it was just weird seeing them cast filipinos and all these japanese parts i'm like you know there are japanese actors that you could have cast <laughs> There was one. This is the one that Ninja Three: The Dominations in that series. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We watched that one night. Uh, What a piece of crap that movie! Oh, it's it's fucking dreadful. Um, I what was Ninja Two? I think it was just called Ninja Two: Revenge of the Ninja. That's what it was. Or that's what it was. There was Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, and Ninja Three: The Domination. Then I watched American Ninja which was objectively a bigger piece of trash in any of them. I mean not knowing being a kid and somehow sensing like remembering what it's like to be a kid and somehow sensing that what you're seeing is bad but you don't really know how because you don't you you haven't developed the palate yeah. yet you you don't you don't have the taste yet to say that's really shit you know yeah. but seeing it and then knowing now how bad it actually is from the get like it's just you know the the guy play, this guy's name is Michael Dudakoff and he's awful like he's just never been good at anything i don't think this is all he does michael dudakoff and and his- and all of the canon group people's hair is like all the white people's hair was teased up mm-hmm. like it's just I feel like it's just amateur hour, fucking all over, you know. Um, and they made three of the fucking things with the guy, and he was in three of them. And American Ninja Two: The Confrontation. I mean, it's it. It's just. Yeah, Michael Dudikoff sucks, dude. He's so bad. But I think I think that if if he's is he still living. Yes. Okay. I think that if you interviewed him today, he would be the coolest fucking guy ever. Probably. Like, he'd be hilarious and have a great take on it. Be like, I sucked. What do you want me to do? I was a young kid. They cast me in a ninja movie. I wanted to be a star. I didn't know how to do anything. You know, what he's, do you want me to do? He's still working. He's in like movies like Navy SEALs versus zombies. Yeah. Zombie yeah. Break Room. He's yeah. in that type of stuff. Yeah, thing. I mean he's he's it's a good living. He's doing it. He probably gets makes two or three of those a year, gets a couple hundred grand. Yeah, I mean he's he's he he's living in some neighborhood and he nails whatever chick he wants to nail, you know. He was in 1998's <laughs> ringmaster, the the uh the Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer. Oh my god. Movie. um Oh, he's in a movie called Black Thunder from nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> uh I feel like I would love to watch that, a straight to DVD movie from 1998. <laughs> um, Shit. Then I went back to work. I was off the five, right? I was off the requisite five. <clears throat> I called and said, well, I told him, I was like, I have COVID. You know, I've got proof. It was, will oh, bring us the stuff, you know, all that stuff. So I was like, fine. I went back to work one day. It was the most miserable fucking thing I think I've ever been through. I'm sitting there sweating exhausted just can't can barely stay awake like nodding off you know and then i, I get home that night and i'm I, i'm thank god i didn't get forced or something like that because i wouldn't have stayed i was i'm not staying you know i'm i shouldn't have come back as it is so i call believe they let you come back whenever you still actively had it I guess the new five-day rule or whatever. It's the five-day rule, which is absolutely asinine. It should be 10. I it thought, should be 10. Well, I thought it was if you have no symptoms after five days, then you can come back. No, it's you have to have five days and then you have five days with a mask on. It should be five days with no symptoms because I still had active symptoms after five days. And I didn't know what else to do. And at one point, I felt okay. I wouldn't have gone back to work had I not felt okay. It's almost like I was in this weird zone. Like I'll be okay. Just let me get up and get rolling, and I'll be okay. But then once you get to work, and I was like, no, this was a bad idea, you know. And then I called off again. That like for the for the next day, I was like, I am not coming in Mm -hmm. tomorrow. And and the boss was like, fine, completely fine. He's like, he's like, buddy, we know how this thing goes, and some people, it it hit for some reason it hit me pretty hard. It didn't hit. It didn't hit a lot of a, a bunch of other people so hard, which I th- was found odd. I mean, because I had the two shots, you know. If I had it, which I don't, we don't know if I did or not. Mm-hmm. Probably, probably, probably. The rest, like the next week after that one Saturday, I just had a cold. Mm-hmm. It was just a cold that I night quilled and day quilled. That's all. It's all happened to me. But I that took, one day was horrible. I took. Uh, I didn't take any day quill or anything like that. I took. This new Advil, which has ibuprofen and and Tylenol in it. Like it's it's together, which worked wonders. But all it did was help set me up for more Kratom to, I was knocking back Kratom like fucking going out of style. It made me so sick. I was taking so much of it because that's all, that's what I did the first time I had it. And I got, and and you, you can't taste it, but at the same time you can. It's weird because I can taste now a little bit, but I'm still in that weird, zone where i can taste thing but it's a weak kind of taste but this whole process i was absolutely filthy like did not bathe for days because i just didn't feel like doing it you know i couldn't make myself get off the couch to do it i know it's gross but i don't know what else to tell people you know i finally did the water was gray just all the fucking sick and all that stuff coming off of me um and that's after I went to McDonald's and got the $15 two-big-back meal. <laughs> and if anybody's seen me eat, they would have vomited. <laughs> I was taking a fucking big night and basically just jamming it into my, smashing it into my face and, and catching what's falling into my mouth. I was so fucking hungry. Um, I, I just... Like I said, I'm going to buy... Once I get out of here tonight, I'm going to go buy like five gallons of water. And I'm not... For two days, I'm going to... Rehydrate That's all I'm going to do Take take vitamins And then on Thursday I'm going to go Be back Hopefully back At least Close to 100% Where I can go back And lift lift weights And stuff again So I mean It, it was it's It's been terrible um, I got I got to think That that's what it was That I've never had A sinus headache Like that So it couldn't have been Just a sinus headache It, it very likely was And I think it's just I've rolled the dice too many times like do you know how many sicknesses my entire life like that other people have gotten terribly and I skate most yeah me too most like every flu every flu that my family entire got and everybody else that I got I got a sniffle at best this is the first time I've had so much as a cold since I started losing weight right and it's this to me this is what everybody else feels and i don't want to feel it again so i'm yeah i'm not going to go through this again um yeah i you know i was just in my house is, is a wreck like it's it's disgusting it's I, I i put my boots on and i thought i had a blood clot in my leg at one point because i have it's i got a really bad pulled muscle in my calf and i read that that could be a symptom so of course in my head that's going to be mm-hmm. something that happens so i Walked in with my boots on and tracked mud all over my house and just shrugged my shoulders like I don't give a fuck and walked right back out the door in filthy ass work clothes like clothes that hadn't been washed in two weeks, you know, just covered in work dust. I mean, it was absolutely it's the most miserable I think I've ever been. I mean, and this is including the first time I had COVID where it was in, in hindsight life threatening like it was I had all the life threatening symptoms. I had uh super high fever like getting into the in the range of 105. I had yeah that's that's boiling your brain. 106 starts to get lethal. You start to get brain damage. Um Did you even go to the doctor for No. Me? I thought it was the flu and I and because nobody knew what it was then and we're just going to tough it out. It was know? just yeah that you I remember it was probably April of that year. Yeah because know? everybody says I'm I didn't have it but I had it. I mean, ha- knowing you say that, knowing the, knowing what I had now, and, and comparing the two, that was way worse. But it was almost like this was a sustained beating as opposed to just getting punched. You know, like bang. How oh, long over. did the first one last? I was back at work after five days. Um, I called off. I was off for two, and then I called off for three more. Um. And like I said, it was – that fever was a killer. Like, it, it could have killed me. Um, the chest pain. Like, they the couldn't breathe. Coughing and just could not breathe. Could not. You know what's fucked up? What? If you did have it the first time, and I believe you that you did have it the first time, the vaccine – because natural immunity is supposed to be better than the vaccine. The vaccine might have eradicated your natural immunity. It could have. Isn't that weird? It, it, it very, it very, I've read about much, that. it. Very That's much not could something have. I'm making up. No, I know. I, yeah. I believe you, especially I mean, if you had the Omicron, because the vaccine isn't as effective against the Omicron. The Omicron is more like we're calling it the Omicron. <laughs> it's got, it's got to have a V. It, it it sounds like a fucking. It sounds like a Transformers villain. It sounds like one of the fucking yeah. Decepticons. Um, the, from what I gather, the Omicron is a much more like almost bizarre variety. Like it doesn't like the original variety I got was more traditional. It's just like a severe flu, you know, with the huge fever and the, you know, the, just the caught awful fucking pain. I mean, it was and the pain on every square inch of your, your skin hurt, your literal skin hurt. I mean, it was just like, you just want, I wanted to die. I'm like, I need that. I just want to die. And I was getting... <clears throat> you know, the scariest part of it is mom walked right into that. She brought me food. Mm. Right in the middle of it. Didn't touch me. Didn't get near me, you know. But just walk her walking in there. Had it been Omicron, she would have caught it. <clears throat> mm. um, and... I mean, I, I just... Again, I just want this whole fucking thing to be over with. I never had a cough or anything. I just i Is don't the, that's the thing i don't really either i have a slight one and it, and it stopped about right here it didn't go all the way down and i i think that's the they gave me steroids like lung steroids though, yeah you know, to, to help we should always have those why, why are we not just on those all the time well because then your body doesn't produce mm-hmm. the natural things but we just take it once a week they gave me z-pack too. Yeah to keep it from going viral, you know, so, or bacteria, I mean, the bacteria from, from setting in, which helped. And again, um, I'm now in another peak, like where it's, it's, it started to mess with me a little bit and not feel so good. But today, when I first got up, I almost called off work again. I, I got up and I was, and I sat there and I was getting my stuff together. I'm like, I can't. I was like, I'm gonna have to go. I guess I'm just gonna have to go and try to tough it out. And I did. And I got there, and right after I got there, my legs—I was walked in. My legs got weak from walking in, and I doubled over. And one of the people, and this girl I work with, is like, "You okay?" I was like, "I don't think so." And she's like, "Well, what are you gonna do?" I was like, "I'm gonna clock in and do what I got to do." So I, you know, and by the end of the day right before i left work like when i sent you that i felt fucking 100 percent. like i was like i feel fucking great you know i got a burst of energy and felt awesome now i'm back to a point where i don't feel awesome i don't feel bad i'm in this weird limbo state where you know i'll just i want to go home and sleep but it's not going to be miserable sleep i'd almost feel really bad than feel just a little bad all the time but not bad enough to not have to you know what i mean right i'd almost rather have that a couple of days of feeling awful than two weeks of yeah, bleh. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I'd rather have the initial fucking punch, you know, just gut punch, as opposed to going through this for it's it's coming up on nine days. Yeah, because I just so, had the one day, then the next the week, the following week was just cold, mm-hmm. the cold symptoms and um. And I hope that that's what I had because if I didn't, I'm getting it now.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not contagious.
0: <laughs> the contagion things—it's over. Um, so, yeah, I'm no I, longer carrying a fever. So. I hope I hope that's what it was, just for that one day, and then, then it was just like sinusy stuff. Never had a cough. Mm. I remember a few weeks ago. There were times where I would had a tickle in my throat for five seconds mm-hmm. and then I'd do it <clears throat> and then it'd be gone. Well, and I mean, I'd feel there was times in the, a few weeks ago that I felt really weird, but not bad. Like, right. Almost like I was floating or something like that. Yeah. Almost that's like I was high for some reason. Yeah. That's what I feel. That's what I felt on, off and on today. Like when I pulled up and got out of the car and stuff like that, it's like I'm driving is almost like I'm just kind of spectating. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm driving, but it feels like I'm somebody else is driving, I'm just kinda sitting here. Um like I said, I I've got a I've got a couple of I'm gonna knock those out the second we get done here, and I'm gonna go home and uh grab some water and some Gatorade and some don't ever I don't give a fuck if life and death is on the line. Don't ever get pedialyte. It is the worst fucking shit I've ever had in my life. It was advised to me by somebody I love, and she could not have been more wrong. (laughs) So (laughs) I've (laughs) gotten pedialyte before for hangover garbage. I mean, I'm a I'm a Gatorade guy down the line. You know, I can't wait to crack in a couple of orange Gatorades, get on the couch, roll up in the blankets turn everything off and fucking just go to sleep for a couple of days. And then, you know, well, tomorrow's going to be an all day sleeper. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to sleep all day. I'm off the next day too. next day after that, it's going to be, get up, clean the house, then lay back down, and go to sleep, get up, work out the next morning. So, um, you know, but I'm going to, well, I'm glad you're, uh, you're through it. Sure. But you're glad you got it over with? Cause everybody's going to get it. Everybody's definitely going to get it. Everybody's going to get and it. And I think, um, in the grand scheme of things this might not be that bad of a case so um yeah they're saying some people are long haulers some they're saying most of the omicron it's just a mild cold but also delta still it's still hanging on there going around right but they're saying for the most part what's going to happen is the omicron since it's so much more contagious it's going to it's going to take over
1: and and just wipe itself out
0: yeah, that's what the common cold was. The common cold used to be one of the most deadly things to ever walk the face of the earth, and it just reproduced itself out of yeah, out of um, uh, lethalness. It wants to stay alive, right. and it can't. Stay if it kills, alive, host, it, if can't, it kills its host, then if it kills its host, it's it's a it's something that's learning its way as it goes. Like, well, we can't do that. We kill all of them. Yeah. So that's why I think they ought to let Ebola go and just go through the population. <laughs> And then it'll <laughs> you're you're honestly giving what some of the some of the fucking COVID people are saying. Well, we need to hear, herd immunity. I was like, I yeah, I guess. And I I see the wisdom in that, but the the death toll is going to be. Fu- you think it's catastrophic now? You know how catastrophic that's going to be. Well, I think, if if they, if they decide to do that, I think probably what you're talking millions, millions. I think probably what should have happened is just protect the vulnerable and everybody else make your own choice the government should have never really gotten involved that much uh, we you know there's always that conversation and i'm always on the choice of pe on the side of people choosing what they th- feel is the right, the right thing to do yeah i mean i i and of course if a, a business says you must wear a mask to come in here and i need to go in that because yeah. i wear the mask yeah that even, whole thing where they're trying to it's okay for for businesses to do that as long as it lines up with what you believe yeah, you know what I mean, and that's from any side of the of the argument. If there's a business and they want to enforce that, and they want you to have mass mandates, well, oh, that's blah, blah, you have to hear the right wingers. And if they and if they don't want to do that, then you have to hear, well, that's you know, then the left wingers have to fight. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and let them do what they're gonna do. It's just like you make the choice you're gonna make. It's just like going into somebody's house and right. it's, it's shoes on or shoes off. I house. make the choice because I, the people I love. I care about and i don't want i don't want them to get sick and i've got high risk people around me and i don't want them to get sick so therefore i make the choice to try to protect them mm-hmm. that's an easy decision to make if you're making the decision because you're such a, so much of a four spangled you know four star star spangled fucking asshole who loves to suck fucking kid rock's gold plated a dick you're a fucking idiot just because you think it's so fucking great that you can do whatever the fuck you want to do i can't stand that group of people i also can't stand the group of people that just wanted you know it's either group t- trying to tell you what to do like just just to death you know what i mean like yeah, well, that's been everybody the last two years like i can't um, I, the, 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 the two camps disgust me so fucking bad that i can't like there's people that that get mad at you for getting vaccinated. I'm not, yeah. uh, like, I just didn't want to do it. So I didn't do it. And but that's, I'm fine. not going to get mad. You made. I'm not going to get mad at my friends that want to get it. Right. That's, that's awesome. And I don't, there's none of my friends that get mad at me for getting vaccinated. No, they, they, None of us, but I do know people. Well, sure. And, and, you know, and, um, but we're all friends and, and respect each other's decisions enough that if that's the decision you want to make, that's the decision you made. That does has nothing, no bearing on you as a person. Um, and i wouldn't i wouldn't associate with such a person my thing is i've just been poked and prodded my entire life we all have (laughs) that's that is one thing (laughs) about modern society that's the thing that we're all going to have to get on board with and understand people that try to say that this is a new thing don't know anything they they don't understand that this is the way it's always been you don't understand that the polio vaccine was mandatory you are not allowed to refuse the polio vaccine not one little fucking bit you had to take it i never got it i never got what it. what do you think those people would think now i don't know but <laughs> I, I never got any of them i got them it came in a little thing that you i'm joking i probably did i just don't remember <laughs> you're about my age so it, well you would have reached the cutoff you would have gotten it it comes in a little tube it was frozen they heat it up in their hand and then they give it to you in your mouth It tastes like tap. that's the polio vaccine. i wonder how different it would have been if the COVID vaccine would have been that or is another one, or if Trump would have won the presidency last year, who would be anti and who would be, it'd be completely switched. And you know, it would, of course it would, because I remember Kamala Harris tweeting out, I'm not going to take any vaccine that's approved by Trump and his group ridiculous. of scientists. Yeah, and I mean, then, and then it's the same. She gets, she gets sworn in. And guess what? She's now you're evil. If you don't do it, I don't think anybody's evil for wanting to. For doing it or not doing it, I think it's evil to force people to do it, especially if they have a very good chance of. For me and mine, getting through it. For me and mine, my daughter, the people I love and the people I care about, I am going to. I love you. I am going to insist that you get the vaccine. Knowing what I've gone through, I'm not going to make you do it. But everybody I know, (laughs) I, I will agree with me. Like, yeah, that's something we should do. My mom, my my daughter, my aunt Marilyn. You know, all of them, they got the vaccine. I'm talking about an insist as in we all should take it. We're having a family gathering. You better take that fucking vaccine before you come and mingle with us. That's just the way it's going to be. You know, if you don't, don't come. You know, that's just, and it's not because we don't love you. It's not because we don't respect your decision, but this is the decision we're making. And you are putting people at risk if you show up without being vaccinated, period. You know, that's, that's, that was the vibe we got for Christmas. And that's what happened. You know, somebody didn't come. Yeah, a few people didn't come because it's not because and it's not because we didn't. I don't want to say they weren't welcome. We miss them. We like. We want you to come. I don't want to get the vaccine. Then you can't come. We don't want. We have people in this that I'm going to be exposed to, that are high risk. You know that that could that it, it could kill them. This is a bad day for me. For them, it's lethal. You know that that's just shit. That sucks. So. It, there is no common sense anymore there's no there's no middle ground to anything anymore because if you if you if you try to have middle ground with something then you're attacked from both. You know what I mean? You're either it's a, almost a, badge a of Nazi honor. or a communist. Exactly. It, it's almost like if you get attacked by both sides, I, I take it as a badge of honor when both groups don't like me. That's where I'm I, doing something right. most of the time. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm, right now. I'm looked at as an idiot by lots of people. Like we were talking about earlier, the Kratom's kicked in. I feel fucking great. Yeah. The Kratom's kicked in. I feel good. I'm up. You know, this is how this goes. 10 minutes ago, I felt bad. 20 minutes from now, I'll feel okay again. You know, it's just this whole fucking roller coaster. Um, I'm glad I just had the one day. I think though, too, that I made it a lot worse on myself by getting so dehydrated and not taking care of. Yeah. I'm always gulping water. I didn't there. I, I probably didn't drink water for two solid days. So, cause I just slept. You just need to start drinking water, dude, all the time. I know you can even get things to put in it. That'll make it more tolerable. I, I've never been a big water drinker. Um, but when I do drink it, I feel good. Um, But that's, that, again, that's another thing that's going to change. That's on the list now. Water, you know, it's going to be one of the things that I have to take in at all times. Because again, this, this is bothering me. Yeah, you can get um, um, liquid IV and throw in your water. It'll add some flavor mm-hmm. and electrolytes and all that crap. Or you well, can, just there's like, also generic good old Gatorade. Good old yeah. Gatorade's fine. As long as you're cutting it with enough water, you're getting all your sodium, all your electrolytes, all those things. I'm looking forward to knocking back some fucking gatorades and chilling out i love gatorade orange and red oh the fucking original orange gatorade Mm -hmm. that is i wish they still put them in glass bottles yeah remember the citrus cooler yeah Mm. they used to bring that back back out every now and then Mm. um i was taking so much kratom it made my breath stink and i could smell it have you ever done that yeah yeah i mean it's like like, (laughs) oh god you know um but but it it never dehydrated me so much that I got like real, that I got like real constipated. Um, but uh, Kratom is a, I, I, that's part of my toolkit when I get really sick is Kratom. It might make you a little bit sick because you just get sick of taking it and you're and it messes your stomach a little bit. But I think it makes you feel at some point infinitely better. That's like, what I did um, my one day of being really bad. Just wake up, slug some back and two, then you feel a little bit every better. Every two hours I would got up to pee. Mm-hmm aspirin and just a slug back a, a little bit of kratom not, every two hours not a lot just like a little a, my, almost a dusting in a teaspoon mine was every four i would take a like a spoon you know yeah i, just, um, I fucking dude it, it hurts i'm so scared bad. for the baby i don't want the baby to get this like erin um, and Elaine's baby yeah i, I think it, that she'll be okay she's got a cold right now i think though that I mean, she'll be okay, but it would be a bad, if they're she even got her, a mild case when you're a baby, right. like, because you're freaking out, because this is the first time I've ever felt pain. Right. Holy shit. Her generation, Emma's generation, is going to be, they're going to look back with what we went through, like, we look back on polio, almost like, with like a nostalgic type thing. You know what I mean? Uh, didn't polio, wasn't that? polio? Polio's the 30s and the 40s. Yeah. Neil Young had it when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he, That's why they called him shaky? It the 40s, yeah. um. Yeah, all those things, like the the swine flu and all those things, they look back on those with nostalgia. The most awful thing can be looked back on with nostalgia. My sister was born- World War II, for fuck's sake. My sister was born during the Spanish flu. Yeah. That's 69. And Mm -hmm. that's when the Beatles were recording um, Let It Be, and then shortly after. These motherfuckers, they just finished the White White Album, which is one of the greatest albums of all time, in, in August of 1968, released in October. Yeah go back into the studio in the beginning of January 1969 and start doing the Let It Be sessions and they they didn't like it so in March of 69 they do Abbey Road and then uh another producer gets a hold of the uh recordings of uh, from the Let It Be sessions and juices them up a little bit add some strings and then that comes out in 1970 so within 7 months these bastards. I know. <laughs> recorded some it's of fucking, the greatest music the world has ever known. Fucking jagoffs. Um, I hate them. <laughs> um, I've always thought if there were a modern equivalent of the Beastie Boys, who would it be? I mean of the of the Beatles. I think the Beastie Boys could slide in there. I think that the uh, I'm talking about sheer talent. It's hard to and um, well, talent's one thing, but they were putting out two records a year between 19. 19- 19, they put out two albums a year mm-hmm. and then four singles a year. The singles weren't on the albums back then. So Let It Be wasn't a, or um, excuse me, Strawberry Fields Forever was recorded during the the um, Sgt. Pepper sessions, mm-hmm. but it wasn't on the album. It, it was a double A side with uh, Hello Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Not on the fucking album at all. None of those songs, this is what they used to do. Um, other bands would get, express copies of the uh of the beatles albums and they they'd take their songs and re-record them and make their own versions of them and put them out as singles it's a beatles a beatles song did by dave clark five whoever the fuck it was and then they would get the hits off of the beatles music while the beatles just had the album out those songs weren't getting played on the radio that's just weird it's wild isn't it yeah so the, it, it seems how if you were would not make them angry, you know, like, well, they get paid off of it. Too. Sure. Yeah. But, but like if um, if you're a Beatles fan, you get two full albums a year and four singles, each with two songs on it. Right. That's an insane amount of music. It is. 30 songs. But I'm talking about sheer vibe. Like <laughs> there's a couple of bands that give me that vibe. The Beastie Boys is one of them. The Beastie Boys, the Beatles. Foster the people if you've ever looked into them. <coughs> i've heard plenty of them they're great they're like yeah. they're just fucking just so out there like and i'm not talking about out there as in purposely avant-garde or something like that they can write a f- thumping good fucking tune yeah i mean uh i don't even think pumped up kicks was their best song I think you it's know it's a good song though that is a great fucking song. song i'd play it but i'm i don't want to get taken down like i like having i think we might get be able like. to get away with uh houdini have you ever heard houdini it wasn't quite a big a quite as big a hit um it doesn't matter if it's on is a really, major record label fuck. it's hard to get by with stuff fuck can we play a punk song for fuck's sake no i'm just kidding. i don't mind having <laughs> like, i'm kidding i know i like having the little video up there on facebook so mm-hmm. so the like the clip will come up and people can listen to it mm-hmm. if they want to listen to the whole thing that's cool if not whatever i just like that the, the beginning of uh foster the people struck me so fucking hard the first time i heard it because i remember i was i lived in carolina beach this is how long ago how long ago this was pumped up kicks i remember that song coming out and that bass line grabs it and, 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 and it's just it gets you going and then it's a song about school shooting i know and it's one of the most grooviest school shooting it's very, songs very groovy uh, um the only other school shooting song I can think of is Rivaled by Pearl Jam. There's a guy, there's actually, they, there's, they, that, that, and Foster Jeremy, People has course. such, yeah, Foster People has such a Carolina vibe that for a minute I thought that they were from there because there's a guy in that band who looks like this guy we sung up, Mike Slowski, who is annoyingly handsome. You know, he got got all the girls. We all loved yeah. him. He's one of those guys who's a great guy and he's handsome. Yeah. It's like uh, you fucking jag off, you know, but it, you just love him. Um, and he looks exactly like the guy in Foster People. But <coughs> I remember getting that album, Torches, and listening to it and watching the videos. I'm like, this is something – I remember thinking this is very Beastie Boys-esque. It's very – we're going to give you what we like, and this is what, what it is. And uh, it does have hip-hop elements, has dance elements, it has all those things, has rock elements sometimes. Um, and I like the fact that they – they never achieved superstardom. Like they they got big. Pumped Up Kicks was a huge song, man. Very big song. But if 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 I can't tell you the names of the guys individually, you didn't make it. The, so really the big the the band they don't even remind me of the Beatles, but they've sort of changed everything would be Radiohead. Yeah. Like, 94, they had uh, Pablo Honey. It's mm-hmm. just basically a straight rock and roll album. Right. And then it gets a little weirder with okay, the Benz. Then the OK Computers, mm-hmm. it's almost avant-garde. Mm-hmm. And then they get really weird. Now, I I feel like they're weird for the sake of being weird. But some, just some that, that four-album stretch there was, like, between Pablo <clears> Honey <throat> and Kid A, or uh, even Amnesiac, it's some of the best shit ever made. You know, and it's... I'm a, one thing that happened today speaking of music and just you know how sometimes it's something you love just come up and punch you right in the face again and be like i remember why i love this as much as i do i got in the mood to look at a tool watch sesh where people are listening to one of the songs and they had a super cut of all these people listening to the pot don't give a fuck what anybody says tool is one of the greatest bands that ever fucking oh, yeah. existed. I mean, still to this day or, and that fucking song grabs so many different kinds of people because it was a cross section, young black kids, young white kids. You know, one guy was a hip hop, uh, producer and he's looking at the camera and they're all like, how, how come I didn't know about these guys? You know what I mean? And it's, and, it's one of those things that you're so proud because I was a massive tool fan, almost from go. I remember when undertow came out and there is a little bit of that. Well, I'm cooler than you because I know who this band is. Everybody has that, you know, mm-hmm. it, that's part of the music is you just want to be on the cutting edge and you want to know. It's like the kid in, um, in hype. Who's uh, getting a little bit ticked off because yeah. everybody's starting to like the Motherfuckers. Band. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I loved him first, you know, but he understands that kid actually was very aware of what yeah. was going. I mean, he knew how how ridiculous that was, but at the same time, he knew that that's a thing. Tool is such a great band that crosses all these fucking all, all these you know, it's this cross section of all these people who love him and all these people who are discovering them. And um they they had to have intercut 20 people watching this. They one. wrote a song um, that follows the Fibonacci sequence, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course they did. <laughs> 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 of course. Yeah, exactly. If anybody was going to do it, <laughs> it was going to be them. I know. And... Um, I, I, if you guys don't know what the Fibonacci sequence is, it's basically the math equation that uh, brings us all life on Earth or whatever. I it's the equation it. or it's the arithmetic. It's the arithmetic of creation is yeah. what it, basically what it is. Um, I, I still think, um, that my favorite tool album is, um, I still love Undertow. I've never listened to a Tool album. I just know the songs that have been played on the radio. We'll just start with Undertow. I it's probably should the first one. Uh, it's got uh, Prison Sex, Bottom, um, Four Degrees. Um, it is a great rocking album. Like it's the songs are rarely more than three minutes. Um, Four Degrees is the unheralded song on that album. We might be able to get a pl- I think we can probably uh, get we can, away can get away with that board. one because that's not on a major label. That's still on Zoo. Um, it was such a and then Anima came out and Anima was so fucking huge like it's it's impossible to overstate how big that album was god I love that fucking song okay I have heard this just the, the they have this I don't know if this is a uh an acoustic with a sitar I mean there's just I remember hearing this because I was a thrashhead at this point mm-hmm. like Megadeth was my favorite band at this point it went back but it went between Megadeth and Pantera I stopped liking Pantera after far beyond driven i didn't i didn't like the great, great southern trend kill i thought it was a fucking awful album i thought it was just noise to be noise you know look how heavy we are like i don't give a fuck anymore um and then i started to shift bad religion had stepped in at that point my my early love of punk was there like bad religion um it, it, <sighs> i love social distortion like the 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 germination of that rockabilly love and all that stuff was there and i didn't really tap into it until like we've talked about really recently within the past few years but i always loved it and i knew that thrash wasn't for me anymore and tool was along those lines was along the punk slash prog slash all that stuff and it gave me such a different feeling like this is something that i can't explain you know and I like the fact that a lot of metalheads did not like it. They were just like, "Like, what is this? I don't want this." Like, it's like, "Where's the the crazy thrash grind and stuff like that?" I'm just like it's not there. I mean, it's I don't want that anymore because this is better. You know, I remember lifting weights, listening to Prison Sex, and being so blown away by that fucking song, and just repeat, 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 and it was, and not knowing what the song was about at that point, <laughs> had I known, I probably would have. You know, Ben. It felt a little bit worse about it, but what is that song about? Being prison sex? When he's a kid? It's being less when he's a kid. Um, That has it didn't come out and say it like Jonathan Davis would. No, and the video was. Have you ever seen the video? I'm sure it is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. It's a baby doll, like in this dark room, and then this black figure, like in leather, opens up the drawer and plays with the doll, and then puts the close the drawer back again and it's stalking through the halls and everybody i remember me included thinking this about tool back then and this is actually a reason i stopped listening to them for a little while and have gone down this other path where i like punk which is happy and loud and you know defiant but it's a lot of fun um is that i had to get that away from me for a while i, I can't i was like this darkness i can't do this you know it's very it's disturbing um Tool has that very disturbing side to it. And you have to take it in doses. Like, I think if you listen to it too much, it will really start to affect you. Like, it will, for me, it caused depression. It caused all kinds of stuff. But listening to to The Pot today, just that fucking groove part to it, you know, when it starts to really kick in, is one of the best songs. Um, And I, I rank... I was thinking about the greatest bands of all time, and I, you know, I was thinking, well, let's discuss this on the show. You have called obviously the Beatles, or is who you're going to say, and I agree. Um, I would say, uh, who are you to wave your Tool, Pink Floyd, uh, the Beatles, uh, the Beastie Boys, um, those groups that are just like so do their own thing and they don't give a fuck if you like it or not. You know, the Beatles didn't give a fuck if you liked it. We're going to do what we're going to do. Yeah. And, once they, uh, I think it was 65, whenever they started smoking pot with Bob mm-hmm. Dylan, like, uh, can you imagine yeah. that? <laughs> It's just the the Beatles sitting around hanging out with fucking Bob Dylan. Like, and they like some of the songs on that album were like more serious. They weren't Mm -hmm. all thank you, girl, and please please me, which are great solid fucking tunes, great pop songs, right? But they like help me if you can. I'm feeling down. And then the next album after that, there's a song just called Girl on it. And one of the lines is. Um, was she told when she was young that pain would lead to pleasure? And you're like, what the fuck does yeah. that yeah, And and you could, the, them growing up and everything just getting weird, but still, it sounds so good, right? Like they're writing about things. Well, how old were they when they first hit? They they were none of them had turned thirty by the time they broke up. <laughs> I thought they. So that's they were in their early twenties. At the very beginning. Maybe late teens. Um, by the time they hit in America, it was 64. John would have been 24. Paul would have been 23 or 24. Ringo would, might have been 24. And George would have been 17. Can you 17. imagine 18? George was youngest. Can you imagine the world being at your feet in that way in your 20s? that that happens all the time nowadays but it's a different world now but back then they were the first group right like uh elvis had to go through it alone right he was the only only one in his in his uh life that could understand what he was going through but the beatles they at least had that where it was a band and each one of them was as famous as the other one Mm -hmm. Uh, hell ringo got the most fan letters all right well, he's a, he was the most approachable. Yeah. Well, how are you doing? <laughs> Ringo and he probably- Got a big nose. And what's funny, Ringo actually ended up marrying one of the girls that used to come and see them at the Cavern Club in, in uh, Liverpool. Really? Yeah. He fell in love with a girl that was there from the beginning.
1: I thought good, that was pretty Good cool. for him. Yeah.
0: Of course, they ended up getting divorced probably. He was extremely abusive. I don't know that Ringo was. Mm. John was, I think. No, Ringo has said he was. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Well, but he owned it. He he knew he had problems. He had an alcohol problem and he owned up to it. And I I don't respect the fact that he was abusive, but I respect the fact that he was able to own one of the bad parts about himself and then excise it and try to fix it. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot um, of people like to bring up that about John and how he was abusive to his first wife. Yeah. And yeah. But like I think he spent the rest of his life making up for it. After that. Yeah. At least trying. And I think that... Did he have a good relationship with Sean and Julian yeah. when he died? When he died, yes. Okay, good. Julian was... It kind of fell off there in the late 60s. And, mm-hmm. um, but it had been healed by the time he died. Poor Julian. Keys to the kingdom at one point. I mean, fucking... Was now him and uh, Sean are c- traveling the country together. That's awesome. But at the same time, you know... We've talked about this before. The fact that he is the heir apparent... I mean, he's like he looks exactly like John. Sounds <laughs> exactly, exactly like, like him. him, and had and was on the road to superstardom. He had that. He had the big hit, uh, much too late for good mm-hmm. for goodbyes. Good song, massive hit. I mean, and he was poised, man. And then he stepped away from it. Yeah, he didn't want it. Yeah, I, and I respect the shit out of that because you know that. Not only are all the hangers on and, and shills and all those people like trying to push it at you to make a dollar, all the people who really love it are trying to push it on you because they're just like you're the you're savior the one of the left. You're the savior like, of music. Yeah. You're gonna take this in the direction that this needs to go when the Beatles fell apart. That you need to do this. What's funny is they all have all everybody in that band has kids that are around the same age and they could get together and and fuck, yeah, but they shouldn't No, they shouldn't because every one of them would think it would, would all think the same thing. Now they all do Is this us. They all do or, their own things. Yeah. The Sean has, he's got a, the Claypool Lennon delirium, him and Les Claypool have a band together. I think uh, I Julian still makes music. Danny Harrison makes music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul McCartney has a kid. He has multiple children. Mm-hmm. The fashion girl mogul uh Stella mm-hmm. he's got a son that's a singer songwriter and uh zach starkey who is the drummer for the who which is ringo's son yeah he was also the drummer for the all-star band back in the eight nineties so i just i i i love these it's part of the love of the thing is that you start you want something like that to happen but it's not going to, and in a sense, you are glad it doesn't. It's hard to explain, you know what I mean? Like, if it hit and it and it was big as as we thought it could be, like you know, there is a Beatles, uh, the the kids of the Beatles got together and made this monster band with all these com- like, super complex music that's fucking awesome. They're all very good musicians, yeah. Ex- so. Of course they are. Yeah. I mean, and um, and it, and it got to, and it's just as good as you think it is. You know what I mean? Like that would be an awesome thing but i'm okay with it not existing i'm okay with it too cuz i can listen to the beatles right i can listen to all their solo stuff which is also f- stupid good right i can listen to their kids individual stuff that they've done well and then you know i i've always said this i'm so thankful i was raised in a around a bunch of musicians yourself my brothers my cousins john you know, all of you guys who are brilliant musicians, and I wouldn't say that uh, any of them were brilliant musicians, but I'll take the. Call. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking you, suck. You dude. all are. I mean, you're all just like, you know, seeing hearing the good stuff you guys have made. I can't then, wait, and then the uh, the wait. sheer amount of instruments John can play, and Bradley can play, and you can play. But you, I mean, you like the guitar, and you, and you choose the guitar but I know you could play all the other ones Not and really. um I can play the uke and I can play bass and I can play guitar I can fiddle on a piano my sister is literally the best piano player I've ever seen in my entire life mm-hmm. at least she was she's the best one I've ever seen live and in person in my entire life really yeah That's isn't something. that weird I never learned it I never fucking learned and it's, it. and it's so basic of an instrument like it's it's it. the writing instrument it was it? a uh there's a clip in the get back documentary Paul sitting there just playing piano he goes you know you look at this every piece of music that's ever come been created came from this right here. <laughs> it's all right here. I, I need to I watch mean, that early. You it. got nine hours, brother. It's, it's that as fucking, interesting as anything you've ever fucking seen. That Kratom has got me so feeling so fucking good. Good. Um, but, uh, the, the music that, that I listened to because of you guys, like I was always odd man out in high school because of, bradley and ben um i couldn't play i could have played had i is it because you were left-handed no it's because it wasn't my thing okay now this has been said about me and it is true somebody said i know you're obsessive ass if you had wanted to play it you would have played it you know because had you just decided one day to do it it would have gotten done so um i just it It didn't afford me enough individuality, and it, quite frankly, was too hard to start with, so I didn't, and I I knew deep down the ease with which Bradley especially had grasped it. I mean, we all, I don't think there's a person around here that can't look at my brother, younger brother Bradley, and and not at one point, at least, and said you're just in awe of him, you know, what he was able to do, Mm -hmm. just now, you know what I mean? He just, he, at one point, literally, when he started, was going through Guitar Teacher a Week. Because he would pass. Because them. he would be like, I can't teach him anything more. He's he's teaching me now, you know. Because for him, he's so brilliant, and it's all math, you know. And um, it really is all math. I, I noticed that whenever me and Jamo were writing, mm-hmm. like Jamo's another arrangement. yeah yeah, we were making an arrangement for one of my songs, and I was like, man, this is really just all math. Mm-hmm. Everything we're doing is just all math. This do this two and a half times mm-hmm. instead yeah. of three times or four times, whatever it is. It really is just all maths and twos and fours, right? And you know, and then all the the people that are along those lines, like you got like Chuck Beal. Me and John were discussing Chuck Beal not long ago, and you know, all these. I was like, I wonder. He's like, we well, he had so many talented people, and I and I backhanded. You no, know, it was a backhanded. It didn't mean to. I was just like, well, he's got all of us. I'm like, yeah, you guys. I, I didn't mean that in the way it sounded, but they're. I always take it for granted how good they are that his teaching was kind of like secondary you know what i mean i was just like he's just polishing whatever was already there with yeah these great musicians that just were there you know um but you know all the music that bradley introduced me to joseph atrony being one of the biggest um all the guitarists like i used to get so much shit from all my metal friends because they i would throw in uh Joe Satriani or Steve Vai or you know Steve Vai was he played for Whitesnake so he was kind of like on the fence he was okay I guess (laughs) Um, fuck Whitesnake Gary Hoey um, Chet Atkins Chet Atkins is fucking great Mm -hmm. Uh, the bassist Stu Hamm Stu Hamm was fucking amazing Um, both the, the, the Sheehan brothers from fucking one of them played in Mr. Big and when I'm played, uh, I'm the one who wants to be. With you. People shit on that band and they sleep fucking on that band. Song. They're fucking a good band. I don't know about any of the other songs, but fucking talented as shit. Uh, you know, then you had like Nuno Betancourt playing for fucking, uh, extreme. That's- great. fucking ta- guitarist, yeah. dude. He still looks amazing. I'm sure he does. And then all the thrash guitarists were good. Kirk Hammett, uh, See who let's let's run the let's run the list of that Kirk Hammett, um Dave Mustaine, Dave Mustaine. I mean, James Dave Hetfield, was James a good. James Hetfield is no fucking. Slouch. No, he was no slouch at all. And he had to sing uh, while he was doing that shit. Cliff Burton being one of the most unrealized amazing bassists of all time. Like, have you ever? I mean, I don't know if you are in the Cliff Burton camp. Like, I don't care. Well, you've heard him. Yeah, of course. Then you know how good he was. Like oh, he yeah. w- he was. But the scary part about it was he was so young when he died, and was really it like twenty five? He was. I don't. I, he was in his early twenties, and not even thirty yet. And he had started to branch out. And he would have been one of those guys that went off. He was such a, a a presence in that band that he would have driven Metallica in a different direction. Like it would have been, or he would have quit, and he would have done his own thing. Less Claypool you know is one of those guys you know where they he talks about how great cliff burton was and um you know i i just love that whole my whole that's one of the my childhood has had so many bad parts to it but one of the best parts to it was all the music like with oh, yeah. all my cousins and all my friends that played timmy jackson played he was great um uh bradley and ben played um, all the bands you guys were in together—you would play Skateland and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, I loved being a part of that, even though I was, a a, a, a you know, a, a standbyer. You know, it's just like this is awesome. I don't know how to do any of this. I didn't. I didn't learn how to play until after I graduated high school. I was singing in bands before, but I never, I didn't decide to actually start playing the guitar till after high school. I wish I'd have started whenever I was like seven. They got me a guitar when I was like ten. Right. But it was set up uh, left-handed, and for some reason I couldn't grasp it. And there was no lessons; there was just a book. Mm-hmm. And I, I was playing baseball and doing all this other shit, so I just kind of let it go. You almost had to choose, like it's uh, it was that well, was for me. It was either sports or it was music. And I do think it wasn't a choice for that me. given that well I, <laughs> I was playing I, right, on. Uh, and I wanted to. So. But given given the option again, I probably would have gone with music as opposed to playing sports. A, I was I was good at sports, but I wasn't good enough that I, you know, well, it's hard to know too because I I didn't I didn't have anybody teaching me how to play like with your dad teaching you how to play and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I had to teach myself. If you'd been in my neighborhood, he, you got taught whether you wanted to or not. I think we <laughs> had everybody yeah, right. Everybody, yeah, right. everybody and that would have been ball. awesome. Like I didn't have a dad who coached me how to play ball, all those things. And I was and even 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 knowing that and dealing with all my mental illness issues which were there on a the fucking laundry list of them I was still good enough that I got some slight small college attention you know had I known how to work out known what to do all those things I think I could have been a pretty darn good college athlete you know um, I, I was blessed with enough st- natural strength you know just not terribly quick but really strong and all those things i could have been really good but i wish that had i could gone back and like all right now this is where you're gonna have to choose are you gonna play sports you're gonna be in music i think i might have chosen music the second time i definitely would have probably chosen (laughs) chosen to try harder at music than Mm. than sports because i'm not big enough even though i'm big i'm big for Life mm-hmm. not big for football. It's that's that's a or thing. just not played football and only played baseball because I think I could have had a shot at baseball being yeah. being a big lefty, which there's not a lot of left-handers mm-hmm. out there and <clears throat> a pitcher being a pitcher and a lefty. That's the big that's the big deal. I, I think I could have had a shot at least to get to college doing that mm-hmm. and actually worked on it. Trying to get a little bit of speed because I was only throwing in the low eighties at at my hardest, mm-hmm. but still, hardly anybody could hit me. Right, and it's just because every, I've always heard about how good, what good a, what a good pitcher you are. Everything I threw moved in weird ways for some mm-hmm. reason. Don't know why. It's just a left handed thing. But uh, I would I, I think that's what I would have wanted to do rather than playing football because football fucked up my shoulder and made it to where I couldn't throw a baseball anymore. <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> fucking sucks. But I was always- also I should. Uh, even after that i should have tried harder at music like going out and playing open mics every night that i possibly could have rather than not doing that mm. not doing anything in its place just not doing it right you know i don't know i um i, I again i wish i would have had a a coach yeah take me aside and be like okay you want to do this? I'm, a cheat, I'm going to show you, teach you how to do this. And this is what we have to do. And had somebody laid it out to me like that, I think I would have gone farther and enjoyed it more. Because, man, that's another thing. The biggest thing with me in sports was and going out to play football. It's a double edged sword because at, at one point I'm impressed that I was able to do it because of all my psychoses, because of fear. Mm-hmm. I, I had so much fear at all points and I still played. And, you know, I just, and I, and sometimes though, I remember having like stage right panic attacks and I couldn't do it. I mean, I just, I just, I could not play. So, um, it was re- very, strange and I did, I didn't know why the way I, why it was the way I was. They put me on psych meds when I was very young. Mm. I remember they put me on, I was a sophomore when they put me on my first psych med and oh, yeah, they should not have done that. I mean, but my mom, that she didn't know any better. Nobody I mean, did. Nobody did. No, and and the doctors were telling her that this is okay, you know. And somebody should have they instead of saying that, like, well, why don't we get to the root of the problem? Why he feels this way? And then if we can identify it, then we don't have to go that route, you know. And then maybe he'll be more confident and things like that, and be able to deal with things better, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish it, it was go- the nineties, man. This is fucking. Pills, 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 and look where oh it got God, us. honey, it was terrible. look where it got us now yeah, it gets to school shootings every other fucking the nation week. is hooked on these everything from from ssRIs and mood stabilizers, and then you got the the bad ones mm-hmm. the ones that are actually bad, the mm-hmm. fucking basically heroin right the whole world's hooked on it, and nobody's going to pay the price Oh, do you find them ten billion dollars that's like an eighth. Of a quarterly... Profile. Oh, we're, we're, we're going to take your name off of a, of a thing. Of Fuck a you. museum. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. whole... The whole fucking... Yeah. I mean... God. Seeing those fucking cyclists. Just looking at those <coughs> stupid-looking bastards. And they're These fucking... fucking well, and, and we're... There's two countries in the world that are allowed to advertise their pharmaceuticals. Us and New Zealand, for some reason. Where they advertise pharmaceuticals on TV and magazines, internet... Like I'm, I'm getting targeted ads for like, for um, SSRIs on YouTube. You know, I would bet that I that has some kind of thing to do with indigenous populations. Possible, because because New Zealand has a large indigenous population, so um, and they're not and they're and they're not afforded the same protections in their law. So I, I would bet that that has something to do with it. You know, I I love that on uh on dope sick when they were trying to get in Germany and Germany told them to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Like we can't get into Germany. And basically the German people were told them you're not selling that shit here. We deal off. with pain as a culture. Fuck you. You know, we see what you're doing over there. You ain't doing it here. You know, I mean, so I'm just- it's, it's really, that's been the, one of the bigger kicks in the nuts in the last 25 years is the opioids. Mm. And they, they have their use. Sure, I don't, it's like the thing I got in a, a disagreement with somebody over fentanyl. And they said, that's just evil. I said, no, it's not evil. It's a substance. I said, if they can find a way to make it useful, then that's a thing. But that doesn't mean that the thing, because people overuse it and kill, kill themselves, on it, makes it bad. It's neither good nor bad. It's just a thing. Yeah, it's like the opiates themselves. They are a good thing, but they should be reserved for people who are in intense pain. They cannot take it anymore. Not I've got a headache. Why don't we just give them an or I've got a shoulder ache or something like that. That's that's the, the true tragedy of the whole thing is that a lot of people had that chronic pain and they sold them those drugs and they always did those testimonials right after they started taking it and it was a life changer. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, fuck, I feel so much better. It's gone. I don't have to deal with it anymore. And had they told him all right, now listen you can't go crazy on these you can feel like that but there's going to be periods where you're going to have to deal with the pain again you know but they just kept saying personal, individualize the dose breakthrough pain breakthrough <laughs> pain fuck you yeah it's God. fucking insane what they did watching that fucking document i mean that that, that well, you can happen. actually watch the documentary too crime of the century on hbo there's a, really? a three part documentary about basically about the same thing That I think one of the salesmen that's portrayed in the show is one of the guys, one of the talking heads in it. Shit. So yeah, you can watch, you can watch the people that were actually there and the guilt they must feel for. No, this one yeah. these cells, really? Yeah, they do. Do you? Yeah. The guy who Will Poulter her place yeah. seems like a genuine person, especially after fucking Michael Keaton, the the care the doctor was kicked Connected. the dog shit out of him. Whooped Just in Deck him, beat his ass. Whooped his ass. In in parlance, whooped his monkey ass. <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Yeah, what the what we've allowed them to do is gonna be in the history books, it's going to be one of the biggest failures of government, which I don't want the government to get involved with anything. No, but if we're going to have it, if you're going to, if, if we're, if we're going to have you taking half of our money and doing all this shit, do something about these motherfuckers, right. you know? Well, and then the, the whole, the way it got politicized and the fact that it, it, you, you can't, you can't scratch any Republican. And then have them say something bad about a drug drug company. They won't say it because it's big business, and big business is to 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 the Republicans and and to the and to the right wingers especially. Markets are almost like a religion. Mm -hmm. You can't you can't criticize. You can't say anything about them because then you're going to put controls on them, and that's going to stop the great experiment. I can't fucking I can't deal with it. I can't deal with you know that you know i was i was sitting there thinking about this the other day and i was and i thought about what's the difference between the the right wingers that i despise and the left wingers i really don't like either other than the fact that i despise one and really don't care for the other i think the genuine difference between the two is that left wingers have a failure to understand how a a real world real politic understanding of the world. They don't understand how things work. I think their heart is in the right place and they want things to work. right, Like your AOCs and people like that, I do believe that they want things to work out and they want things to be better for everybody. I just believe they don't have an understanding about how that works. No, they're bubbled. Exactly. And they don't grasp that you can't just all of a sudden do these things and expect the world to work. That's not the way it's going to work. But I can deal with that. That's something that's genuine, that's just stupidity, not stupidity more ignorance is a better word and ignorant of the ignorance. The right wing are just bad people. I believe that in in a lot in a lot of ways. I believe they are truly bad people, like I believe that um seeing the the way people have lined up behind this January sixth thing and also you know, and I'm not talking about the fact that there are iffy things. That's that's a given. I get it. But I'm talking about the fact that you have people who have been in politics their entire lives and watch these things. And now Newt Gingrich said that the people on the January 6th committee are going to be running scared when Republicans get back. And I'm like, wait a second. Why? They're asking questions about an insurrection that happened at our Capitol. And they're wanting to prosecute the people, you know. Who are responsible for it? Now, who that who is responsible is still open to who. I mean, we can still find and dig things up and all those things. That's that's true. But the fact that it happened and the fact that you're that you're threatening them for to not do their job, and you know what you're doing. You know, I. But that's that's what I believe the difference between the two groups is. And you know, that's what it, it comes down to. That boils down to all issues is the fact that you have a group of people with starry-eyed pie-in-the-sky mentality who don't understand things and then people who are cynical as fuck and understand things but are willing to fuck you over and don't it's care it's like um the jen jen saki who i think is hot i like i jen find Psaki. her very yeah i find her very attractive this bitchy redhead yeah take my money <laughs> 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 it, uh she was they were talking about covid restrictions or mm-hmm. and anger throughout the country and mm-hmm. all this stuff and she said if you found find yourself uh, distraught about all this uh, go go uh, go take a kickboxing class get a margarita like man yeah, you don't understand like, no, you don't understand what what people are going through exactly man. you don't at all you do not understand uh, that that is a very off the cuff bad thing to say yeah but again given my druthers between the two groups of people who i'd, who I'd have to deal with if, if you stuck me in a room and i had to deal with aoc rashida Tlaib, all them yes i would have to roll my eyes and bring them back to reality grab them by the lapel lovingly and be like what you think is not how things are that's not how things work yeah. i think that you're good people and you want things to work and you want the world to be clean and equal and all those things. But it's not going to be that way, especially just like this. That's not going to happen. Get that out of your head. It's not going to happen. Or being in a room full of people like Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, Jim Jordan, that, that whole group of just cynical fucks. That is no choice at all, you know, it, to my mind, you know. I wouldn't want to be in a room with any of them. I wouldn't either, but I'm saying if you had to choose one, that's the. If I had to choose one, of course, I'm going in the one with AOC. She's hot. i am try to fuck her. <laughs> right. I, I would spit West Virginia game <laughs> at her. No, I, I just think that uh, like like we've said before, like the whole thing about the Green New Deal and we have to get off fossil fuels. Yeah, we do, but you're not going to do that tomorrow. No, we're not going to do if that. If you try to do that tomorrow, you're going to cause the world economy to collapse. That's just the way it's going to work. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no infrastructure to support a complete green thing. That's not going to happen. One thing that they could do and nobody wants to support it is nuclear energy. There's been. Well, the fact that we haven't made any strides in nuclear fusion in 50 years. Because people stop. Seems suspect. (laughs) I mean, we can't contain it. Really? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Then you just know that if there is a nuclear fusion reactor goes online tomorrow and works. Then all those rich assholes who run those companies are fucked, and they know it. So they're, they're stonewalling it. That's one thing I never understood. Like, I work for a giant company right now, mm-hmm. and we have to continually make more money every year we've failed. And I don't understand that mentality, because what are you going to do when there's no more money left to make? I don't understand. I mean, I understand tr- making money, but then you've, you've, you have automatically, just now with that statement, taken yourself out of the game. I mean, you, know? you don't think the way they think now. I know. I don't get it. I'm like, I mean, I'd be I'd be pretty stoked if you guys just pay me 60 G's a year. You know, I'd be, I'd, 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 my life would be infinitely better. I think that the reason that I am so for an utter collapse of society is because, so those things can, will go away. So we don't have to have jobs anymore. If your job is surviving now yes and if your job is surviving and we and we have to collectivize and pull and we would all of his friends would get together and be like okay let's separate these jobs and what do we need to do to survive and how we know what's you know we have to build our place we have to collect arms protect each other farm do all these things yes the first few years would be extremely difficult but i bet you five years in we'd be sitting around smoking a joint or hanging out, you know, we're very lucky. Yeah, my it, brother is my brother because what? he's got enough arms for all of us. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of them. I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know, all, all of us people together He's invited to the party. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying that all of us together would just at one point would just be sitting around, hanging out, sitting, you know, around a fire or something, eating something we just killed, you know, all these things. And we'd just be like, you know what? Aren't you, aren't you glad this happened? Aren't you so glad this happened, you know? As long as the guitar strings are still playable, you know? Well, we, that's something we could – all those things are that. – every day is a new puzzle to learn. Every day is a new thing to learn. Once you get to – We, we just, could teach you to play the mop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I could play the jug. Yeah. Um, it's a real instrument. It is. But no, I'm saying that once you get survival out of the way, then every other skill you learn is a fun game. I mean, so, uh, that's something that uh, Steve Rinella, he's he uh, has a TV show called Meat Eater, and it shows hunt, him hunting mm-hmm. and him and his friends hunting, but also it shows them when they don't get anything mm-hmm. and shows misery. Right. And he says, this right here is what you call later fun. This fucking sucks right now. Mm-hmm. But in six weeks- Whenever I'm sitting on the back porch having a beer and my buddies beside me, I'm going to tell the story about this, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot of fun. Right. So right That's now true. it sucks. Yeah. But I mean, I always love the line on uh, Fight Club, where Tyler Durden. If I'm reading this right, Tyler Durden was a was the Neanderthal expression of man. Is what he was. He was. He was. He was the id. Yeah. He was the. I see you pounding venison on a superhighway. I see you wearing clothes that you're going to wear your entire life, all those things. Yes, those people that live in those circumstances have hard times, but it's been proven through so many studies that people who live a more pastoral, savage existence are happier people. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a documentary about uh, it's just called Happy, isn't it? Yeah, Happy yeah. People. I think it's the yeah. uh, Werner Herzog. Yeah, the, the people that have flow assistance. on 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 the book in the book Flow when they're interviewing the, the happiest people are the people who have the least. Like they're interviewing all these people, and they're like they're they're interviewing this lady. She's like, well, "What do you do every day?" She's like, "I get up. I do this. I do this. Do this." He's like, "What do you do for fun?" She kind of chuckles. She's like, "I get up. I do this. I do this." He's so, like, <laughs> well, "What's the difference between that and fun?" She's like, well, it's what I have to do. I make it fun. That's my life. And she's like, well, you're aware of this other type of life. She's like, yeah, who wants that? And she was, They were describing life in a city with – she's like having to be somewhere all the time and, and be in these awful places with all – it's crammed in with all these people. She's like she, – she's like, that makes me want to have an anxiety attack just thinking about it. That's why I think that West Virginia is I, – I think that on the surface, the, all the metrics are judging us by we are not as happy – but I guarantee, deep down, we are happier. I would think so. <laughs> I really do think so. We're not cranking. They're, they're, they're equating poverty with happiness. Yeah. Or, or, or riches with happiness. Those people in New York are not fucking happy. How the fuck could you be happy in that? Unless you're like extremely wealthy. or I, I do understand how the comedians that live there can be happy. Or the homeless people. Yeah. Think about that. That's an urban jungle where you learn how to live. You you know what i mean yeah. like you can be homeless and live a great life in a in a big city especially in one with the good weather sure new york can be rough because it gets cold it is cold but like you're, you're san francisco, san francisco place francisco, like a, they let you shit wherever you want in san francisco seeing that's a little that's a, such a ridiculous thing i mean um i'm all for freedom but come on guys yeah well they what is it now you can steal whatever you want as long as it's under 999 dollars, so people are just going in grabbing shopping carts and filling up shopping carts doing the math on their phones and is walking that real and stuff yeah like they're not allowed to stop them They'll, i think they if well, they i've worked cop, retail we're not thinking, allowed to stop them the cops aren't doing anything about it yeah the whole world's gone mad i mean it's just you know it's but i, I do think that as a part of the thing we're, we're pointing the finger at the wrong people yes the people stealing things are doing something wrong. But the fact that the society we've set up allows for that, we need to start pointing at the people who are running things. So that's, yeah, I'm always willing to, I I wish, I wish January six would have been a coalition of left and right. I've said that before. and And I've said before that I understand why they did it. Like it's like, it's like understanding the French revolution when you sit down and you hash out and you understand why those people just got sick of the foot on their necks and they heard something that she probably didn't even say. Yeah. And, but she was the ultimate expression of what they didn't have decadence, and- yeah. And she basically just said "fuck them." And she probably didn't even say that. She was a naive kid. Yes, what was she twenty twenty one? She was. She was nineteen or some shit. And she was. And she's actually. Everybody talked about Antoinette that she was a nice girl. Like she was just so privileged she didn't understand. That's that's another thing. Those people get caught in a thing too, where the wealth of that point in Europe was so out of control. That's what you have when you have a such a massive separation of wealth where so many people have so much and so I mean so so few people have so much and so many have so little is that the people who have so much have so much that they don't understand what the thing is. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what those people I feel bad for those people too because you had the ones that were cynical and understood and said, fuck them. We don't care. You know, and stuff. And this is the system we're in, all this stuff. You're always going to have those people, but you're going to have people who were born into that, who are good people that just don't understand. Marie Antoinette was one of those. She was just a nice girl who was handed everything and didn't understand what it meant to be hungry. Like that's, that's, it wasn't the statement. Even she might've said it, but she didn't mean it the way that was, it came across. She's like, well, they're hungry. We'll let them eat cake. As in, cake is everywhere. They can't have cake. That's basically yeah. what she thought. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like the Dinsacky. We're we'll gonna take a cake. Like we we exa- all have access. Exactly. Exa- 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 exactly. Exactly. That's exactly <clears throat> it. And the people when that got back to them, that was such a boiling point that even the people who saw it coming, like when they finally started just breaking down the fucking gates and tearing down the Bastille, the rich people just kind of stood there. Because they were, like, so indoctrinated to it, too. They're like, this can't happen. How is this happening, you know? Next thing you know, they just start snicking off heads, you know? And you have – and I'm a big pro-French Revolution, you know, cut the pig's heads off. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not – I mean, in that context, I'm not talking about poor Antoinette or the – lots of innocent people who got hurt you know what i mean like i'm talking kids they killed kids they killed you know a lot of people just got torn apart but i mean they tore down the bastille with their bare hands you know what the bastille is it was the bastille was this giant prison in paris and there was that saying to the bastille to the bastille because they were putting in debtors and political prisoners and all this stuff and the people just literally started tearing the motherfucker down with their with their bare fucking hands and just that's why to this day, labor unions and stuff like that do not fuck around in France. The government does not fuck with French people. You know why? Because that that is always in their fucking holster. Like, remember when this shit happened? You yeah. Straighten it out. You know, just a couple of years ago. Remember the yellow vest? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, just like a couple cent raise and a gas tax, and all the people that had that drive for a living, right. Decided to shut down the entire country. And that's about to happen again. Well, that's, yeah. what, I, that's what I was saying. That That's the January 6th thing. I don't – we've discussed it before, and and, I, and I, you agreed with the point I made. Don't re- rebel against the thing and think that that fucking idiot is one of you. No, he's definitely not. Exactly. He's one of them. And he's, he's just waiting to capitalize on you again and put him in power. Nothing is going to change with him in power. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's going to be worse with him in power if you're going to tear the thing down, tear the whole fucking thing down. Hey, Yeah. That's what I'm so, talking about. The difference between him and the, and the ones on the left, we don't really have a left. Here. There's no, there. There's it's, there. It's 4% in taxes. Exactly. The fucking difference. And, and not only that, it's what are they willing to say? You know what I mean? Like he is like Sam Harris said before, and I, I love Sam Harris's description of Donald Trump. He hates him. But he's he's like he's like here's what I think of Donald Trump and I I can't believe that I've gone this long without mentioning his name good job Um, and I don't want to mention it again but this is part of the conversation he said blow up a balloon and just let it go and watch it fly around the room that's Donald Trump that's that's his his reasoning process it is no rhyme or reason it's just bounce off this thing and this thing and this thing and then it's almost like a rhyme he's like it makes no sense. We don't need somebody like that in government. We don't need his enabler and his ilk. They are just royalists. That's what people don't understand. That is where government goes. You have people. I have people who I work with who have said, "I wish I could vote for Donald Trump every time. I wish we could make him a king." They don't understand how scary of a statement that is, because he goes along with what they like and what they think. That not, re- not really. That's what the, they just like that he's owning that's just what he says yeah but you see what i'm saying yeah they they think that's okay for him to be in power because all the things i like is that's what that royalty is going to stand for until it doesn't yeah until baron gets in and he's a little fucking joffrey i don't you know baron strikes me as probably a good kid I hope so. He seems to in be 30 years. That little motherfucker is going to be president. <laughs> and I'm one of these people. I understand the irony of it because I'm I was a Kennedy fan. Boy, there's a good documentary, uh, a, a uh, Oliver Stone documentary on Showtime about the JFK uh, thing. Yeah, I need to watch that. It is extremely in depth. But I understand the the irony and the hypocrisy of the fact that the Kennedys were basically going to be a a political dynasty and a royal royal dynasty they called it camelot now don't get me wrong had if i had to choose to, between two families to be in that position i sure as fuck wouldn't choose the trumps i probably would choose the kennedys because the kennedys I mean, if you're forced to choose yeah Kennedy's all every day yeah. and all day on and every and twice on yeah. Sunday because they understand heroism, uh, sacrifice. You know, well, yeah, they they fought for their country. They didn't have to fight for their country. They didn't have to do any of those things. But they feel an obligation to this place that they love. The Trumps don't feel any of that. Oh. They don't feel any obligation to any. They don't even feel any obligation towards each other. No. See, that's what I'm talking about. They they people that infuriates me to know end when people try to equate those two families i'm like that shows that you have a basic misunderstanding of what those things are you know? imagine if eric or don jr had a laptop like uh biden's son oh, with God. all this stuff on it imagine how quickly he would run a tank over either one of those motherfuckers. oh sure <laughs> i mean hilarious and and the thing about it is is that i hate to say this too and just because it's a shitty thing to say is truth, the Trumps just genetically aren't as good as the Kennedys. They're neither as intelligent, as good looking, or or, or you know, you see what I'm saying. The they are right. hot. Dude. Well, but yes, she's had some work done, I imagine. Uh, but I'm talking about just look at. Let's compare. She's an empty vessel, though. She exactly, retard. <laughs> she. Is. Have you heard her mm-hmm. talk? She's, she's really stupid. Dumber than a nine day <laughs> old with amnesia. <laughs> but I'm talking about. Let's just go down the list and compare and contrast. Let's look at Jack. You know, Jack being the oldest. Let, compare Jack and Dylan Jr.? Is that even a comparison at all? Compare Joe. Did you ever did you ever see Joe Jr.? Yeah, I think. The so. one who got killed in World War 2. No, I didn't see him. Dude, he was more handsome and charismatic than Jack was. I mean, you're talking about these people. He's like Hell, we can go a generation back. Look at John F. Kennedy Jr. Are you trying to tell me that that this, that they that the same group of people that the same privilege created the Kennedys that created the Trumps? No, that's just a basic difference in genetics and quality. The Kennedys are just b- better quality people. <laughs> I mean, you don't have any fucking JFK juniors in the among the Trumps. They're all weak chin morons. I mean, they're just looking. They all look like they were made out of Play-Doh. Exactly. <laughs> Except for Ivanka. She's hot. I uh, know. And poor Tiffany. Um, and Barron. She's cute, too. Barron is a handsome boy. I mean, he's but his mom is, you know, she's beautiful. Are you a map a minor attracted person and calling him <laughs> handsome no. I'm just saying he's a, he's a he's going to be a handsome young man when he when he gets older like it and he seems one of the things I hate to say this one of the reasons I like him so well is the fact that when he had to share a shade sage with his dad I know that look when you're just like just, yeah. just despise them. You know what I mean. Just can't stand the the air they breathe. You know, and he had that look. He's like, I don't like being here with this motherfucker. I can't stand him. He's good you know? go play TikTok or whatever the kids are doing. Well, now. no, he just doesn't like his dad, and never will. I mean, I, I, that's just. I think that's readily apparent. And neither did Eric or Don Jr. But they're so inept and stupid and can't do anything on their own that they have to suckle at the teat and do whatever they're going to do. You know what I mean, Jack. Or Joe Jr. or all this stuff, they had to make their own way in this world. That's another thing I love about the Kennedys. Joe Jun- Joe Senior took them both, took all his kids aside. And he said, "Okay, what do you want to do?" And he told him, "Like okay, but if you're going to do that, you're going to do it. I'm not doing it for you. My money will not help that. You know, you know all those things." And yes, he helped Jack's candidacy for the president because that's just the system. But Jack got himself elected. I mean, that's John F. Kennedy and the mob, but that's 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 democratic politics oh yeah i mean that's just that's like saying that the teamsters that's just the way politics work i'm not excuse i'm not excusing i'm just saying that's a thing um but i do think that you you have those people who are royalty like like it's like comparing the kardashians to the kennedys that's not a comparison either i mean I, i can't think of another family of privilege who are like just as awesome as the Kennedys are. You know what I mean? And think about it. Tragic too. The Royal family die. in England, they were at one point, they were handsome and jet setting and, you know, had some real political power. Just, I think that the, that the, uh, what's the, the oldest kid who's going to be King is an Edward. Uh, Harry, not Harry redheaded one. And, uh, fuck. Uh, I can't, remember. he's going to wield some real political power because he's intelligent. He's popular. He's, he's going to be like known as the, he's going to be known as the last King of England. That's what's going to happen. He is going to be the last King. And, but he's going to be one of those that's going to wield some real power just through his sheer. I'm actually sad that in my lifetime, I've seen, the royalty of england go the way they've gone prince william yeah i mean during world war ii the king was a rallying point to fight the nazis and stuff like that you know what i mean that's that's a powerful symbol i i like those kind of prince things william now look at his hair he's just you can tell though that once he gets older he's gonna be very distinguished he's gonna he's a he needs to go ahead and shave that head though. he does let's do this right harry is a very charismatic person in his own right. You know, I respect the fact that he gave up his... He's fucking cute as shit, too. Red-headed guy. He always, he's handsome as hell. He's got that real... He's got... He doesn't look... He's got that like Irish bloodline in, in him, that, that more Celtic side of it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just... I like the fact that England still had a... Uh, still had a monarchy. You know what I mean? I think that was kind of a... Don't get me wrong. I don't like some of the shit the monarchy does. Um, They stripped uh, one of... What's his face? Andrew. Andrew of all... Everything. everything. He's done. Good. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) Fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he's completely awful. Just completely... Why would you do... it? Ghislaine Maxwell is getting ready to roll. Oh, yeah. She... uh, Let's see. She'll probably... She'll have something to say about Trump. Um,
1: I hope so. Uh, I
0: hope she has stuff to say about everybody. She'll have something to say about Bill. I hope she has stuff to say about fucking whoever oh shit sure. i mean i'm yeah. not i'm not i'm not uh, like that's I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that i hope these, All of them. yeah exactly good like, All a, of them. like she's been found guilty of uh of uh trafficking children to who that's what we want to know exactly we want to know to who right not that she helped epstein Hel- who was she serving right these teenage girls to? that's what we want it's know. like the thing with uh I don't believe in the Of course, I don't believe in the QAnon thing, which is absolutely patently really ridiculous. But I do believe that since the dawn of time and all these awful fucking people, that there has been this bent of it, this side of it, that it has been a, a pedophilia is a massive part of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can study any royal dynasty and you're going to have those disgusting people pop up. I mean, the Roman Empire was only two emperors in before they started having pedophiles i mean you had augustus who was the first emperor is octavian and then you had tiberius who was such a nauseating pedophile that they wouldn't even allow him to conduct business in rome he had to conduct all bit government business in his villa because of all the nasty shit he did Jeez. that's the romans saying that the same people who like to start their day with a little- a little bit of lead-infused water and some animal butchery watching him in the fucking Circus Maximus. You know what I mean? It's just god-awful people, and that guy was too much for him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And then you have Caligula, who was a watchword for fucking awful, just awfulness, you know. It's a uh, big, like, that's one thing that I agree with the QAnon people on that's, we need to get rid of the pedophiles. Sure. I mean, but I, but I don't believe that there is one group who's no, involved in like the thousands, thousands. I believe, thousands. I believe that there are a group of people that when given that amount, amount of money and power and all that stuff, they're going to do that. Well, here's a fun thing. They're trying to rebrand pedophiles as minor attracted persons. They're, it's so weird watching this. Like Yahoo had an article last week, uh, under um pedophiles and how they're misunderstood like a lot and i'm just like what are we doing what are we it doesn't matter it doesn't matter you hate them no matter what right you hope that they don't act on it and if they do you kill them right you know yeah that's the worst thing you can do i just don't get it i don't get how they're trying to rebrand it it's so weird it's they'll they'll try to rebrand anything i mean you have (laughs) minor attracted and this was a teacher, a teacher on TikTok explaining minor like how uh you should never act on it, but there are people that are sexually attracted to children and That's, calling them pedophiles is a derogatory term. So we need to. Yes, call them minor it's a derogatory term person. because it's a sickness. It's a fucking Everybody can I've always gone on record saying this. I don't care what you like, as long as you and another consenting adult. I don't care. Mm-hmm. But if it's you and a child, then that's wrong. Just period point blank, no matter what the fuck it is. I mean, it's like, yeah, like the whole Nambla thing. They tried to rebrand by saying that the Greeks practice this and this, and that's true. But that didn't make it right when they did it either. You know, you can't put a historical context on something and say, "Well, because they did it in this ancient, you know, in this ancient time, then that must make it okay." No, that doesn't excuse anything. That just means that they were fucked up too and did something they shouldn't have done. It's so fucking weird. You want to do favorite things? Uh, yeah. We'll get maybe 10 minutes of favorite things in and then we can hit the road. <laughs> We haven't even talked about all the people that have died. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Bob Saget. Louis Anderson. Louis, man. Louie was a big part of my childhood. Like Life with Louie. Like, well, his stand-up. Like, we all so were huge funny. Louis Anderson fans. Like, my, my cousin Eric especially was, I mean, he was a big Louis Anderson fan. Um Bob Saget was such a s- strange individual. Like, just being America's dad and at the same time being one of the filthiest, most yeah, disgusting comedians. I remember comedians. finding out, because it was like 96. Wasn't it The Aristocrats, the, the documentary well, that he was? When I found out, he had an HBO special. Like Bob Saget does stand-up. I had no clue. I was like, it's filthy as shit. I was like 16, yeah. and, I, and like half of it's about fucking the Olsen twins. <laughs> Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Whenever I was a kid. Oh, my God. Like, it was seven. I was 16. So, like, the first time I hear his stand up, he's, he's singing songs about banging the Olsen twins. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> and I might not have been ready for that yet, but now I think it's hilarious. <laughs> he, and of course, yeah. the aristocrats. Yeah. Is, Jesus Christ. So insane. The aristocrats. <laughs> 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 that, uh Nikki Glazer, a comedian. She, um, she did something that you don't do if you're a comedian and that is be sincere mm-hmm. and she wrote and sang a song for Bob Saget and i'm going to play it i don't care if this gets us blocked she's a stand up comedian she's very good too yeah and she, i've seen her she did it something sincere and you're just not allowed to do that if you're a comedian
1: our last run was in Milwaukee we were cracking she can drugs. sing
0: yeah she's got a decent voice
1: for different crowds Than for ourselves Around the
0: table We laughed at stupid shit If I had known That you would die What well, would I change? Elena had the uh, I sent this to Elena I said listen listen to this garbage She goes hey the song's not bad I said yes it is How dare you? I got mad I'm like what are you talking about?
1: People I love
0: it's so bad. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: sorry to ask so much
0: of a And she's friends with comedians and they can't let her get by with No. Them. They can't let her get. And they haven't. they sure she's going to get savaged. Oh, she has. Hey, didn't she? Oh, yeah. King of Fatherhood. Okay. That's. <laughs> I was <Nikki>. so embarrassed. <laughs> it's one of those like, you're like, <coughs> you're embarrassed for them and you're like. The Legion of Skanks spent an hour on her. And they're friends with her. Yeah. But you can't do, we can't let you get by with that. Right. I'm sorry. And Ari Shafir on his podcast didn't say a word about it. And then he ended his podcast and then he played a song. And then after that song faded out, this starts, doesn't say a word about it. (laughs) God. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Bob Sag would be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, what definitely. Did, what you doing? The guy you wrote the song about would be like, "What the fuck is that shit?" Come on, we're friends, but Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, favorite things. Um, you know, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I don't know, man. As that was such a good game that I'd like to go back and play it again. Um, I'd like to play it. I'm gonna have to get. I got something. all the armors, like. You know you I, you can mix and match and do different things like find all these different merchants that have all different masks and um like I said i one of my favorite things is you can you get different bows like you get the long bow and man, you can cap a motherfucker with that and i'd I would just sit and get it find a cliff at the edge of a fucking mongol camp and just And just let them go and start fucking picking them off, and you can see them start freaking out and running around all kinds of stuff. And then you can start sneaking in because they start leaving, you know, leaving their patrol areas and stuff like that. It's Uh, it's almost you almost feel bad for them at some point because you're just you get so good at it. Because at first you're detected pretty easily, and then the, the farther you get into it, the better your character gets at being undetected. And then some armors get you less detected. Um it's i like the fact that it's pretty accurate like it's uh japan did deal with the mongol invasion um the fact that there aren't ninjas in it like ninjas aren't you see i've read a a different differing accounts like conflicting accounts That ninjas were real that they weren't real that they were you know not this entire other group of warriors that they were just samurai who did this for jobs you know assassinations because they needed yeah yeah um, things like that that they were down their luck and they would you know break their own rules to kill somebody and dress up in black and do all these um one of the things though that i noticed and i was actually depressed uh, impressed despite myself for the enter the ninja movie mm-hmm. is that after the beginning which was just got awful um we're this white guy, ninja guy, like, who's wearing white, but yet he can somehow sneak through the manila underbrush and not get fucking caught. I'm like, what is this? Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? He's hiding in that green. Some I guy's out there I can't ninja. see him. You know, all the Filipino ninjas can't, you know. Um, and there's lots of Filipino Filipinos. Filipinos are asian Mexican. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking. I remember meeting the, my buddy <laughs> in the Marines back, like, his Filipino friends yeah. from from boot camp and yeah. it was like Ricardo Yamamoto like what are we doing it's a strange <laughs> it's a very mismatch mismatch of cultures but um but the food's outstanding oh sure absolutely but one of the characters had a quote and he said my family is samurai from Iga there were two established towns of ninjas so they say Iga and Koga i think were the name of the two and from what i can gather they might have either been a group of peasants who taught themselves to use weapons, which is awesome. I um, actually built a whole character around in one of my fantasies about um, my fantasy book. He was a guy who found a sword in a river and taught, nice. him, and ta- and taught himself how to use it. and was the most deadly swordsman that ever lived. Like, um, I was actually quite proud of that character because like, he was – the story was is he, he got in a fight with the one character and he cut this guy's eye out like he he just barely missed and then when he He on the downswing he got caught in a tree root and they just gave god long enough to kill him And the guy's like he, he's he's telling the story. He's just like if he hadn't if he hadn't uh, Slipped I, he'd have killed me. He's like He's like i'm the finest swordsman I ever lived that everybody knows about That guy would have killed me, you know, and I, I love that fucking story and that that's a guy who taught himself, you know so I love the idea of a group of peasant people being denied weapons and getting themselves weapons and teaching themselves good enough that they were able to threaten the establishment of these bully fucking feudal, you know, I'm a samurai fan, don't get me wrong, but they were bullies and they bullied the peasants. And I like the fact that there was a peasants who finally had said, fuck you and had enough and taught themselves to use weapons and fucked them up and they wouldn't fuck with them anymore. You know what I mean? That was apparently the stories that there were two towns that the samurai did not dare go into. And Koga and Iga were like the, these two places. Um, so I was thinking maybe that they could have snuck some of that into Ghost of Tsushima, but it might not have been the right time. Like, because the, they. The timeline for samurai is so. You know, it's a long timeline. You know, so, you know, the samurai could. The ninja could exist at one point and not exist in another. You know, or uh you know we i don't i'd have to look back up when those towns existed and and at what point if they were contemporaries with that story you know so um, i want to play i love that game i want to play that game again um yeah that was that took up a lot of my time um what else Did you watch the uh, batman clip I didn't. Oh, we're gonna do that right. I I need to. I need to do that. We're gonna do it right now. Um, Fuck yeah. Let me see. Okay, a a clip of two minutes of the Batman. They say it's gonna have a three hour runtime. Two two fifty is what the latest, the last test screening was. It could be cut down to as little as two and a half. I hope it's gonna be great. I think Pattinson is, he's great. He's absolutely tremendous. I think we're going to have a Robin. If if there's future movies, it's possible there could be a Robin. Could, but... Coulson is missing. What? He hasn't been heard from since last night. Christ, not again. Hey, Mr. Wayne. (laughs) You got people looking for him, Jim? Sent a couple guys to his house. Nothing. I like the tone. What is what wife say? She hadn't heard from him. This is a funeral for somebody, I don't know who The villain in this is the Riddler, I think. I think there's ten mid fucking villains in this thing. Well one of them is a the penguin. Yeah. Up tempo, yeah. Get back. Get back. Get back. Get back. Kid has such presence, he's so good, dude. yeah. It, it, once you see him in a, a real good role, you're like, he's gonna fucking kill this. Absolutely, Bruce Wayne. They say this hands. isn't like based on year one, it's more based on Get year out. two. Yeah, it's year two. He doesn't say a word in this entire clip. He's so good. Get him up! Get out! Show him! Christ, it's coulson.
1: There's a bomb around the (laughs)
0: steps! Oh Oh shit. Clear this place out now! The Batman. Really Jesus, right, dude? It's gonna be good, man. Yeah, dude. I'm. We're seeing. They can it. keep making them Opening as long night. as you keep making them good. You know. Yeah. I, I mean, from what what I understand, there's been multiple test screenings of different. Versions mm-hmm. like this, this we changed a little. We're bit gonna here, get we changed a little. We're bit gonna there. get ten different home versions. Like it's just gonna be the oh, I wouldn't doubt it. ultra long. I, oh, I hear there's a bat. There's a Joker in this one. Oh shit! And That'd at least one great. of the test screenings there's a Joker, and I think it's one of the guys from Eternals, the Irish one. Really? Yeah, I've seen the guy on other things, and he's great. He'd be a good choice. He wasn't good in the Eternals because that movie sucked. That movie sucked. But, donkey dead. Um I forgot to say one of the things that I got back into um, is I watched Blade Runner again, but it was one of those things. I watched it a couple months ago. Where I put it on and I was sick and I kind of fell asleep during it. And I woke up the scene, the best scene you can wake up in that movie too. Is the speech the one you're wearing on your shirt? No, no. It was right after... um, Uh, Harrison Ford goes down to that club and and he finds Zora, who's Mm. the one. And she's running and breaks through that glass. And, you know, Ridley Scott gets a lot of shit for some of the stuff he's made in the past few years. And he should. You know what I've watched that he made? The Last Night. Very good. I'm sure it's fine, but I, I just... I think he was better earlier in his career and I do think that Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2049, which I consider a massively worthy sequel. Oh, yeah. Um, are two of the finest stories. Um, What's well, one story? Uh, I, I consider Blade Runner 2049 canon. I believe that that's what happened. I choose to believe that's what happened after the first Blade Runner. Um, I think that... But yeah, that scene at the end with Rudger Hauer and just that the 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 absolute menace of that character who's just better than you. You know, he's just like and he's almost kind. It's the weirdest thing. He's like, I'm gonna give you a couple minutes before I come. You know, <laughs> and he's like then he smashes his head through that wall. And he's like not very sporting shooting in a man that he's like And then he, and at the end, I mean, this, that whole thing where he says um, that whole line where he says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. I've seen ships on fire off the belt of Orion. I've seen, you know, all these, these amazing things. And he intercut it with the, the, the sequence where it's right after they, it must be right after he killed all these people. It's the ship going through space and he's breathing really hard and he's sweating and you know, th- to not feel for those replicants and feel for, because they're people. They're just people, you know. They're robots, yes, but they're not robots. They don't know they're, they know they're robots, but they've well, become sentient. The Nexus 6 do. They know that they're, Sean Young did not. She was given, she was given memories to give them a cushion, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I had forgotten what a, it oh. looked like it was made yesterday. You well, know what I mean? not only it that, so but it new. just, it's just, I was thinking about that as just like movies in the 80s just look better. I mean, I don't know if it's film stock. I don't know if it's the fact that everything had practical. to be practical. I think it's, I don't know if it's just the fact that they had to use more camera tricks and they just couldn't be as lazy. Well, um, do you, you remember watching the new um, Ghostbusters. We could tell oh, shit, some, dude. The practical effects were so good. I, I watched, I watched that clip again at the end with, uh, with, uh, with Egon grabbing the, the fucking comes up this week dude i cried i sat there and work and cried like nobody else was in there and i turned it on and then and then him him grabbing it and then looking at her and then at the end he straightens finn wolfhard's thing and he straightens her hair and then she goes up and hugs him i was a fucking mess again it's not a fluke that that movie affected me so much I'm, but I'm afraid to watch it again because it holds such a massive place in my heart now that I don't want to ruin it by watching it, you know. Even though I watched the first five minutes again where he's running and he's in the truck again, I was like, God, God damn, it's masterful movie making. I sent it to you again. Mm-hmm. I was like, like th- you can't make movies better than this. Jason Reitman is a chip off the old fucking block with this. Um, Just movie making in general, I, I that's been a favorite thing I've you know, gone back down the path. I watched alien again, which of course, I really Scott. I watched aliens. Um, I watched blade runner. I probably am going to watch blade runner 2049. I might start it tonight and just kick around and watch a little bit of it here and there. Um, I just love that beginning scene with, uh, Dave Bautista. Um, he's so good in that short dude. He's, it's such a tragic character because he's such a, he's this big beast. Of a fucking military machine, you know what I mean? And he's so kind. Did you watch the short film? That no, I didn't. You need to watch it. It's on YouTube, and it and it gives you his whole story. It's like ten minutes, and he just borrows books like he's from this little girl and her mom, and he's trying not to get discovered. One of the reasons that he gets tracked down is because of what he does in this in this clip. These people are start harassing this girl and her mom, and he just fucking destroys him <laughs> like just takes him apart you know and you know he uh and he exposed himself like he and but he it's just so sad because he he wasn't gonna let that happen he's like I'm gonna end up dying for this but this is what morality I have even though I'm a construct you know Um that fight with him and Ryan Gosling is brutal though I mean <laughs> Ron Gosling's the character he he was made of sterner stuff than I thought he was because he he took the onslaught and fucking took it you know what I mean (laughs) and he got literally put through a wall I mean it was Bill Burr fucking (laughs) going wham wham and just throws him through I'm like oh shit you know um no I just I'm I'm a massive and that made me think of course of Villeneuve who you know has just met and exceeded every fucking expectation and what was his latest movie i don't know. Dune. oh yeah duh. <laughs> i mean he's just dude he kills it he absolutely he's he's the, he's that guy he's that I'll, I'll have that sacred cow director that i just always believe in he's the current guy so it was um no one i haven't seen tenet but apparently, it was it was a miss. Um, well, it's awesome, but it's like I still don't know what was happening. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it is awesome. It's like Inception. You know, Inception is. Uh, John hadn't seen Inception. I told him I was just like I had a copy. I was like, you need to take that and watch that. That's you know, that's out, absolutely outstanding. Um, but no, just that's most of my stuff this week. Just you know trying to get over the the sickness and then dealing with both amazing movies mm-hmm. and shit movies. You know, fucking. Whew. If you ever get a chance to watch American Ninja. Yeah. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I remember it. You know the thing that killed me about Enter the Ninja, though? And I was watching this awful thing. Just amateur hour, wall to wall. Aggressively amateur. It's so bad. But at one point, the main character cuts off this guy's head and the prosthetic head Is really good I'm like <laughs> That's where The budget went yeah, That's what I was thinking I was just like That is a really convincing Looking head <laughs> Like I don't know If they got like One good person And the whole fucking The shake out Of all the people They got Somehow to fucking they, do the yeah. they afforded Rick Baker <laughs> right. Or it was just This up and coming guy Who had a vision He worked he, under the, Rick Baker For a yeah, while He's and like was going This on. movie's gonna suck But I'm telling you this This is gonna this be This head's awesome. gonna roll And it did Like the guy's <laughs> carrying it I was just like That looks like He's carrying a real head So I <laughs> You know, but it was uh, so well, my it. favorite things. The all the stuff we're getting about the Batman. I, I haven't been this excited for a movie since uh, Batman versus Superman. Probably. I don't get excited for anything other than Batman and Superman movies. Like as far, um, as, far as as far Marvel as movies, i usually will get uh, excited for. But the Eternals has. Well, no, Spir- yeah, it's fine and step that step that back up. Yeah. Even I though I'd, pretty, like to, was, I'd like to see it again. Uh, I did see it again, and it's great. I saw it in- Is look, it better in a- Yeah. Yeah. It's it doesn't bad look bad. so much like on a screen. Yeah, it, it looked amazing, and I saw it in the MXC with all the big- mm-hmm. It's already made $2 billion. I know, dude. And but, that's during a pandemic. Yeah. that's. I told you on the way there, I think this is going to end the pandemic, and I think uh, the Batman coming out in a month is going to put the final nail in the coffin. People are going to be like, listen- if they're going to put these things out to where we can't watch them at home and they're going to be this dope. I'm sorry. We're going to the Dune was the first step of that cuz yeah. Dune was Dune was undeniable. Like it was it was just not going to be denied. So um Yeah, the 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 Batman stuff has been my favorite thing. I watched a documentary yesterday with my mom called um some kind of heaven. It's about the villages in um uh, in Florida. I I've, I've it's been near those. The world's largest retirement community. Mm-hmm. It's an entire city. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like so much fun. Even my mom was a little bit intrigued with it. I was like, we could sell both of these houses here and both of you guys move down there. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not moving down there until after until I'm ready to go. Right. You know, right. But like imagine like I work 20 more years and then hey, I can go live in the villages and fucking in a trailer, probably, because they still have... It started off as a trailer park mm-hmm. for retirees, and then they just made an entire city out of it. They got right. bars, they got restaurants, they got um, their own movie theaters. It's got to be fucking ridiculously expensive. I think uh, you can get something for as low as like 100 grand, probably. It's not bad. Yeah. Especially for people who've been saving all their lives. That's not that much. And I'm just like, it just looks like so much fun, but also there's a lot of tragedy there's people that are lonely and mm-hmm. there's people that are trying to take advantage of them. Right. That even live in those villages. And then there's, there's this one dude who they focus on him and his wife, Reggie. Um, and he coked up. He's just kind of out there, man. He, uh, he's retired. And my dad went through a thing and whenever he was forced to retire, he wasn't ready to retire. And, um, he started doing the stuff he did whenever he was in his twenties, started going out and drinking and stuff. And had a good time. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and, um, this guy starts taking psychedelics. Ends up getting arrested with a little bit of pot, a little bit of coke on him. Ends <laughs> up smarting off the judge while he's in there because the, I'm a free man in the United States. You can't tell me what to do, which I agree, Reggie. Absolutely. You were yeah. after my own fucking heart. Yeah. But uh, the, the judge did not take kindly to that. Said you were the rudest person I've ever had in my in, in here in my entire life. And I've had rapists and murderers. And I'm like, this man is just Old and trying to have a good time, right? But he has this problem. But then, like he he uh, learns Tai Chi and uh, does all this stuff after he after he gets old. My dad started playing guitar again whenever mm-hmm. he uh, had, was forced to retire, and he got better than me within like a month. Um, he learned the Esteban finger picking style. <laughs> if you remember Esteban, I do. Um, and uh, then he's he starts playing golf, and that's what he really connects with is golf there's pickleball courts all over the place. Pickleball looks like a tremendous amount of fun. Hmm. It's sort of like tennis, but it's not. They use kind of a wiffle ball thing. I think I could get into it. Um, I don't know. It just seemed like a, an awesome place to live if you're old. And like there's, there's a dude that lives in a van who doesn't live at the villages, but he's going to the bars in the villages, trying to pick up old ladies <laughs> with a little bit of money yeah. that got ruled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. My mom liked him. She was like, <laughs> he seems nice. <laughs> but I thought it was a pretty fascinating little thing. But there's a lot of sadness and tragedy there too. Oh, of course. I mean, anywhere where there's old people, who because you don't feel old, you know what I mean. No, I still feel like I'm 20. I'm 42. <laughs> yeah, me too. Most of the time, except lately. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like this aged me. Like maybe it did.
1: You don't look any it. older.
0: You actually look younger. You're regenerating cells yeah. at a quicker pace. Yeah. No, I think it's because I've have grown my hair out. Like I just haven't shaved or anything like that. So Um Not really much else as far as favorite things. I watched the final season of or not the final season. There might be more coming of uh Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. They really went off the deep end with it. Not in a good way. No, in a good way, actually. Mm. But like it's very... Like Elizabeth Moss had directed a lot of the episodes in it, and she really let herself have some moments. You know what I mean? I love Elizabeth <laughs> Moss. She's great. She's a she's fucking so Scientologist. Weird. She's so weird looking, but I find her so sexy. I think she was... Like as Peggy, it was... Peggy was such a weird character. Like she's on the surface supposed to be this innocent girl and she's not like cunning yeah she's she's don draper's best student you know she 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 listened to all his bullshit and put it but but she's also her own person she she forged her own way there's a lot of things you dislike about her because it's very underhanded and shitty but at the same time it's just like yeah but what option was she given you know, yeah, you had to be in that man. in that world. If you want to be a woman, this is what you had to do. You know what I mean? If you wanted to succeed, you could be Joan and fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm so I'd, I'd love for Joan to do that. Joan was awesome. She's amazing. I mean, and Joan used what she had. Joan wasn't as smart as Peggy, and Joan knows that. But. Joan knew what she had mm-hmm. and what she had she had a lot of. Oh yeah. So she was able to use that. Talking about titties, folks. Well just looks big in general. Old ass just looks in general. A damn mean. near perfect face, <laughs> and red hair. And nothing about her is bad. I like every square inch. And she fucked Roger. Well Roger was a awesome dude. He is uh <laughs> he's a uh, what's the he's he's stark he's, he's a, a real rad he's, dude he's howard stark yeah, he's howard stark speaking <laughs> of howard stark there's rumors that the variants of all the uh characters are going to all the avengers and doctor strange to. and in the yeah so Earth we kind of. might get tom cruise as iron man you might get uh john krasinski do without that you might get john krasinski i could do i could do john krasinski i'd love that just a few seconds of <laughs> him as tom. like a uh as as iron man okay you know, maybe like okay. a few seconds I, I might be able to do i might be able to do there, there's there's rumors that there's going to be those variants in there just because of well i and i guarantee i guarantee hugh jackman's going to be in it oh i would personally i wouldn't guarantee it I will you stick, dollars to donuts i'll stake my entire pristine reputation well patrick stewart has all been, been confirmed like he's going to be there he's going to have a not a sizable role but dr strange is going to consult him over what to do about wanda because she's a mutant and he, and he's going to go to him i bet it's going to be like this is like you know uh, at least a variant of this woman what do i do with her and he's like well good luck you know yeah. <laughs> she's super powerful and they're you she's know the most powerful apparently i mean i oh i started uh i started getting back into comics too like you know um just I looked into uh, House of M, which has one of the most uh, again most House of M is basically what one division. It was one division, you know. It's the one of the most iconic panels. No more mutants, and she just walks through, and all the mutants disappear. <laughs> you know, she just destroys them um, because they're trying to take her down, and she just. The, so the House of M, were, like it's happening. It's it wasn't just one division, but it's going to continue, right? Well, it's part of this larger larger multiverse thing. That's they're really going for it. I believe it's been hit or miss, my opinion, thus far, um, because they haven't really been able to crank on it yet. Um, I believe that uh, Loki is so underrated. I believe it was so fucking good. I that enjoyed every um, fucking frame of that. I believe show. that WandaVision was tremendous. I believe that only one thing killed WandaVision. That was the thing with Quicksilver. And I didn't kill it. And they could bring him back. Well, I mean... I I, I would hope that they would work that in somehow and be like, well, this has been its way all the time. Kind of like salve the wound. that, that that's they. A, I really like the dude that plays that version. Exactly. I got rules. Th- that's the reason everybody was so disappointed. Not because they did the bait and switch. is because we all loved him as Quicksilver. A- have you ever seen Days of Future Past? No, I haven't. But dude. I just like him. He other- has some of the best fucking lines. I just like him in everything I've seen him in. He's like, they come to talk to him and he's like running around the room. He's playing Pong and he's there and he's, he's there. And then he's breaking Magneto out. And he's got him by the back of the head. He's like, I gotta go hold the back of your head because it might cause whiplash. What? Whiplash. <laughs> and then she like flies through. And then like the they're he's running around the room and the cops are opening up, they're they're getting ready to shoot their guns and stuff. And he's like runs through and he runs his finger through some soup, tastes some soup, and he's <laughs> he's like uh Evan Peters was absolutely amazing in that role, and that, and that again, that's it's not the, the reason they did that. It's that they did that with him. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had worked him in and been and and they could have done it so many different ways. They could have even had a, hang, a, a a thread and been like, "Well, I know this is me, but I don't know why I'm here." You could have done that. Was Wanda in the uh, in any of the X Men no things? No. Okay, Scarlet Witch. N- neither the Scarlet Witch nor Quicksilver were in. Uh I don't think the Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver were in the X-Men movies. No. That's not true. They were in I mean obviously, Quicksilver was in the X-Men movies. Yeah, one. But there was, was no Scarlet Witch. Was there not even a mention of one? No. Not even a mention that he he had a sister. Or anything? I don't think so. Like even if they did, she was a minor character that did not get mentioned. They were focusing more on phoenix and that's two well counting magneto and professor x it's four Lever mutants that are just godlike in power so that's just too many when you throw apocalypse in the fucking mix yeah one of the one of the whole difference one of the big biggest miscastings in all fucking history oscar isaac is one of the greatest villains of all time and it sucked i mean he was oh dude and he was so good for it like apocalypse is, is an amazing villain and but he should have been CGI for one thing. Don't blue paint me. I don't want blue paint. I can see blue paint. Give me a CGI character when it, when the guy's supposed to be 10 feet tall, make him 10 feet tall. Um, speaking of that fucking moon Knight. We yeah, haven't discussed that, that trailer looks really good. Yeah. That, that <laughs> I didn't know he was British. I'm glad we're going out. To the, um, I actually don't know places. if the original character is British or not. I wasn't a big moon Knight but fan. Maybe the only, cause he has uh multiple personalities. yeah or well that's the thing so maybe that's, one of them is british well that's the thing is that the the whole thing about the moon Knight is is it real or is it something he's imagining you know that 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 was the whole thing about the whole comic my, timmy my buddy timmy was a huge moon Knight guy like he read the moon Knight. um the new the marvel stuff coming out she hulk can be pretty great uh, seems like it uh Moon Knight, uh, the fact that we've got Daredevil in fucking, who's an official MCU canon now. I rewatched that first season. Oh shit, dude, so good! I just want to rewatch that scene where he catches that brick. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. Like, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be what what it was too. That they were going to show his his uh his powers po- whatever his right, power is, just right. being awesome. He's actually more like Batman because he uses things that bat use that bats use. Right. And he doesn't he actually doesn't have I mean, his his echolocation is, is technically a superpower, but he doesn't have super strength. He doesn't have any of that. Yeah, he just he takes beating. He's in a street he's a street level guy. He takes beatings. And And lay some beatings out. He lays some beatings out, but he He beats the dog shit out of the kingpin. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just... And to beat the dog shit out of the kingpin, you know how much of a fucking rough ass you have to be? Yeah. There's only two guys that took him in the entire series. That's the Punisher and fucking Daredevil. The Punisher (laughs) probably used guns. (laughs) 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 Fucking used a tank. God damn man. John Byrne. Ruthless. Dude, I can't... You know what I would do if I were going to bring the Punisher in to show I wouldn't neuter him? Is I would focus on him by himself at first and i would do the sniper storyline the sniper storyline was in the punisher war journal one and two he had a crazy guy he was in vietnam with called sniper who was this basically his the dark half he was like this guy who was every bit as skilled as the punisher was and all kind of stuff and they went fucking ham at each other i think they kind of did that on the netflix series. did they i think they did there was at one point where the punisher was in a tank and sniper was in a fucking intruder and they were fucking ramming into each other like fucking sniper fucking making the fucking plane dive into this tank. And they were fucking just scrapping and rolling around the, I'm just killing each other. I mean, it was, it was some of Jim Lee's, the the artist, you know, he's this famous artist. Now it's some of his earliest work. It's some of his best. Like it was so raw. Like it was, I, I, I've got those comics at the house right now. I mean, I I might go read them because they're just, um, but I think they did something similar to that because in the, in the series it's one of his buddies and at the beginning they're buddy buddy and they're mm-hmm. having a good time then he finds out that he's that he's going against frank castle yeah so well, it, it might be it, it might be the same storyline mm-hmm. it probably is there is also another punisher World's journal storyline that i wish they would have done is that wolverine and, and the punisher throw the fuck down like it is you talk about a brutal fucking fight i mean you talk about a guy who has no superpowers but is willing to just lay his ass the line. He sure is. And Wolverine, who feels pain, but you can't really kill him. And, I mean, I'll I have to bring... I think I've shown you this comic, but I'll bring him back and show him to you. There's a point where the putter just opens up with an M60, like, point blank, and almost cuts Wolverine in half. And they're just fucking bleeding all over the place and scrapping in the fucking water. And, I mean, just... he's cuts his fucking gun in half and picks him up in the air and throws him in. Mean, it's just so, it's fucking awesome, dude. I love those comics. You need to watch that series. I think you fucking get a kick out of I'm it. I'm sure. I, I, I need to. What I'm trying to do now is I want, I'm setting up the, uh, the fire where I can focus on things and watch it. Because I can't, for some reason, even when the TVs across the room, I can't really focus. Hmm. So if I'm dead into it and I've got the earphones on and I'm really focused on it, then I get really get into it. I've watched entire things from my phone at work. You know where i can watch it and for some reason i absorb so much more of it that way Mm. than just sitting at home it's because i've got all the creature comforts at home i don't like watching anything on my phone unless i'm taking a shit for me it's almost like reading like i'm absorbing this to get the sense get the story out of it because to me it's all absorption so i can use it later (laughs) whether i'm going to use it or not it's just good better to have it and not need it right Sorry. All right. Well, I think we're done here. We've done over two hours, and two hours and one quarter, two hours, 15 minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Super. It's nice. good to be back. It is. It's shit. It's good to be back. It was some felt like garbage shit. for a week. And yeah. <laughs> I'm glad um passed it. it. Um, what time is it? It is eight o'clock. Nice. Three after eight. So I got about an hour before I go to sleep. I'm probably going to watch Ozark. That's back. I need and to get that. It's I need to get really it good. Night. I don't know shit about fuck. (laughs) Thanks for listening and go fuck yourself.